Now entering Nerdist.com. True it. With a guy named Kevin. True it. And this other guy, Steve. True it. From the TV and the movies. And now this podcast stream. True it. They're gonna get chewy. True it. They might even get me. True it. But they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Chewing It. On behalf of Steve Lemmy, I'm Kevin Heffernan, and uh, thanks for joining us again this week. Uh, we got a great guest, great guest this week. Um, this week we talked to Matt Walsh of uh, UCB fame and Veep and countless movies and countless great TV shows, and uh, we had a great time. We talked about all those things. We talked about Veep. We talked about where our careers have intersected. And uh, before we knew it, an hour and a half had gone by. We had a, uh, a lot of great stories. So um, enjoy it. He's a great guy, and uh, I think you're going to like the conversation with Matt Walsh. Um, all right, so uh, let me do a quick plug, some quick plugs before we get going. Uh, this weekend, everybody, we will be in Phoenix and Tempe. So come, come on out. Uh, on Friday night and Saturday night, May 3rd and 4th, we will be at Stand Up Live in Phoenix doing our show. And just late shows, uh, 10 p.m. shows, because that's when things are funniest. Uh, and then on Sunday night, Cinco de Mayo, uh, we'll be in Tempe at the Tempe Improv. And uh, there are still seats available for all the shows, so uh, get your tickets and come on down. Say hi. Um then later on this month, or later on, yeah, uh, we will be uh, doing our East Coast swing, right? We're doing uh, uh, five cities and five nights. Uh, May 29th, we're going to be in Baltimore at Auto Bar. Uh, May 30th, we'll be in Arlington, Virginia at the Arlington Draft House. May 31st, we'll be in Boston at Royal Boston. Uh, June 1st, we'll be in Philadelphia at Underground Arts, and June 2nd, we will be in Brooklyn at the Bell House, and you can get info on how to get tickets on our website, and that site is heffernandlemmy.com, uh, our last names, and then, um, or you can follow us on Twitter, I'm at heffernandrules, and Steve is at Steve Lemmy. Uh, we have a Facebook, uh, Hefford and Lemmy, all those places will have the information you need. And then, um, uh, looks like our next swing, uh, of five, uh, cities and five nights is going to go on sale next week. We'll put more information on that, but we're going to make a swing through the Midwest. Uh, and so in late June, we will be, uh, in Kansas city, we'll be in Milwaukee, Chicago, Des Moines, and Minneapolis. So that's the next stretch, and that's at the end of June, and we will uh, put that stuff on the website, and we'll talk about it again on the podcast. So anyway, those are the live shows. Come on out. We have a great time at the live shows, and we'd love to see all you guys out there. So, um, all right. Uh, Without further ado, let's chew it with Matt Walsh, shall we? Save okay. it for the show. This man is one of the greatest. Okay, okay. now I'm doing it. Okay. I'm Don't incredibly great. Okay. No, no, I, I'm going to suck your dick a little bit. <laughs> is that cool? Is that cool to dick suck? Am I? It's your uh, show. Are we? Am on? I good? Yeah. All right. Oh my god. 
Hello, hello. I'm hello. Excited. I'm really excited. Hello, everybody. Are we recording, Katie? Hey, what's up? This is Kevin Heffernan. And this is Steve Lemmy. Welcome to another episode of Chewing It. You chew it. Matt, uh, you have to chew, too. So you chew. Oh, sure. Yeah, chew. This is called Chewing It. it. Now, and we like to get our guests to chew. Okay. And then now we do. Get rid of my gum. We We don't don't even know who you are yet. We don't. The people don't even know who you are yet. And we're going to do an isolated chew. An isolated chew. Now let him chew a solo. Oh yeah, he chews a lot like we do. He does. He's got a dainty chew. Like a gentleman. Yeah. 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 We've had some slow chewers and some like cud chewers. Like you're sampling like you know little pieces of things like little hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's like a cartoon chew. I don't think you really chew like that, do you? It depends if you're eating like tuna fish. A real chew. Give me a real chew. Oh, he can't even do it. Yeah. He can't even do it. His chews are like like a burger will go down in four bites. Yeah. Not not I'm not being sarcastic either. This is for real. I don't chew. That's yeah. my thing. In real swallow. life I just swallow. He's like a it's like a, a whale in the ocean <laughs> just collecting plankton into their mouth. <laughs> Open the mouth and the food goes in. Thanks. You know what though? Um before we introduce our spectacular guest. Okay. Uh I was reading a couple of the reviews today on iTunes because we're, we're of our podcast. This is new. This is a fresh new podcast. How new? Like how many ups? This is uh, this is uh, episode number nine. Congratulations! Thank you. Welcome to the podcast world. Thank, Thank you, you, man. Thank you. That we're under the new and noteworthy section now in iTunes. That's hard to separate yourself. That's a big one. It yeah. really is. Yeah. We made a step. We might have like maybe like we've probably gotten double digits in, in terms of listeners, Katie. Like twelve. We've got twelve Sweet. listeners. Thirteen listeners. Okay, okay. But uh, so I was reading one of the reviews. They're all they're all five star reviews except for one. Yeah, what they say? The, it's a four star review. So what? I'm sucking my own dick here. Okay. But wow. uh, that person said it could be great, except that all that chewing oh, gets annoying. They don't like the chewing. They said the first one was annoying. <laughs> By the fifth time, That's it's just said. obnoxious. Yeah, Katie hates the chew. Okay. Well, too fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to it. And what do you know, Katie? Anyway, I like nom, 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 nom. Let's introduce our guest. Okay, do it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, in the studio with us today is the great Matt Walsh. Thank you, Kevin and Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you don't, you by the way, you don't have to chew if you don't feel yeah, comfortable don't, with it. If you're it. not comfortable with it, don't do it. Well, after the review said there's too much chewing, I feel like I'm not going to. I'm going to err on the side back. of less chewing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. I've been made self-conscious by that review. Okay. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. But, but see, we're also like, we sometimes just rebel. The other way, sure, we'll, we'll sure. Yeah. That's who we are. That's who we are. The stakes are pretty low, right? It's do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, you know uh, Matt Walsh from many things, right? One of the pillars, the founding pillars of uh, the comedy empire, UCB. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, many every funny movie that's come out in the last five, ten years, you've been in it. Hangover, well, Ted, right? It's two role models, <laughs> mm-hmm. three, well, semi pro. Now listen, semi pro not well received. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Okay, but still put that on their list. Right. I, got like, a, I have a semi pro story for you. Let's go. No, I'm going to say it. Say it. Yeah, we're, we're going to go down the list. But I will say this: in in reviewing your IMDb page, which I like to do when we have movie sure. stars on the show. Thank you. You this like yeah one two thing that you did is very modest. You have 91 film credits Holy to your shit. name. Do I really? You do. You have don't, acted don't the fuck out Don't be coy with us, Adam. Walsh. You have I didn't, I've never uh, counted my IMDb the, page. You don't have to count. They just say 91. They put a number on do it. Do they yeah. really? Yeah. 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 I didn't sit there counting. Wow. Some of them are terrible, of course. Yeah, but some of them are great. Many of them are terrible. But many of them are awesome. Some of them I wish I would have gotten taken off my IMDb. But you can do that. Which one? I don't want to. Do, I don't want to do that to the person who asked is it, me to do um, their movie. Is it monkey talk? Let's just say it's a friend or a guy I knew, kid I knew who. Some guy. Yeah. But well, you've a been favor. in like every, like also every funny TV show 
in the last five years you've had you've been on it. You got your uh, face never been on Modern Family. One way or another, you will not yet. Never. You well, now you're now you're a series regular. Yeah, on just now because that's why you know yeah. you know uh, Matt most recently from Veep. That's Veep. right. Yeah, he plays yeah. Mike McClintock. It's a Kevin Heffernan vehicle. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a. I had a cup of coffee over there at Veep. <laughs> I had a cup of coffee. Did, you had a good episode. It was a good. I mean, you had a great episode. I'll tell you what. What was great about it was we shot in Camden Yards. Yeah, and which we was met awesome. Orioles, and we met. We hung out with the Orioles, and that was great. And like I, well, I had this scene that ended up on the not in the episode, but uh, <laughs> on the cutting room floor. On the cutting room floor, Kevin. with uh, it was like, welcome to Veep. By the way, we overshoot a lot. So that's don't, what, don't like, feel persecuted. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I remember I got the script. And it was 52 pages long. Right? That's short for us. Holy shit. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, that's pretty. Is it double spaced? No, single spaced. Okay. Is it an hour comedy? And mm-hmm. they're like, no. And I was like, how do you do 52 pages? Like, how do, how, what do you, you shoot it and then you cut down the stuff that isn't central to the story? But also, like, a lot of it is improvised. So it's Fair like, amount. yeah. You're, yeah. You had a huge script and you're improvising. I mean, the editor must get a headache every Yeah, because you are kind of competing with things they discover in the edit, which are always fresher and they fall in love with them. And then yeah, yeah. stuff that was written sometimes is mm-hmm. less funny, so they, they lose some of that stuff too. But it's a, yeah, I've seen many episodes where I'm like, what happened to that scene? Yeah. You know, just happens. But di- and didn't they want you to come out um, like two months early for a rehearsal? Well, you guys shot, yeah, well, we went a, I went a month early for a rehearsal, which is to the people who don't. Who who aren't familiar with show business? That's kind of ridiculous. Yes, it is weird. But hey, if they pay for it, what the they hell? do? Yeah, yeah, I'll pay yeah. for it. And then and then the other thing is, uh, uh, like for example, the episode I shot. I mean, you were in the mix, so you're in the middle of it, so you know how, how what the quality is of this thing. Like I, no episode had ever aired by the time I shot mine, so I didn't know. I didn't right. know if it was a good show or not. And right, it's a fucking great show. Yeah, but I I did this um, improv with Jim Palmer. Hall of Famer on the field. Jim Palmer on the field. Oh no, I didn't see. I yeah. didn't see any of your stuff. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't you, you weren't shooting field. that day. Yeah, and so uh, uh, I sh- I shot that thing, and then I don't watch any of his stuff either. When he's yeah, shooting. he doesn't either. When he's shooting, I don't. No, shoot I wasn't in that scene. Yeah. I did come by Camden. We shot on Camden Yards. They on the opened field. up great. the whole stadium. It's amazing. And it was. I came by just to get a shot yeah. of Camden Yards and say great. hi. It was amazing. But go ahead. No, I, I I'm just. I had an improv how thing would, with Jim. Palmer. How was Jim Palmer? Did he yes and you, or did he know about you? He yes anded me. He yes handed me. Would you let him on your improv team? Well, the funny thing was, like, he, well, he didn't know who I was. Like, I got in the van that morning. <gasps> he thought, I know, it's, it's, it's Reese Witherspoon all of a sudden. No, he got in the, uh, he got in the uh, uh, van and he thought we were all extras. You're nothing like Reese Witherspoon. Thank you, man. You okay. could eat Reese Witherspoon in less Reese, than Reese spoon. Yeah. Okay, go. And the baseball, the Orioles are in the back seat, right? And so, uh, uh, and so Jim turns to me and he goes, You an extra? And I was like, Well, no, actually, I'm, you know, I just have a day part or whatever. And the Orioles started laughing behind me. And they're like, uh, Jim, you don't know this guy? He's in the movie Beer Fest. And, uh, yeah. and Jim Palmer's like, oh, I must have missed that one. Like, he, like, like kind of a dick about it, you know? Yeah. And I was like, okay, Jim. <laughs> yeah. But Jim Palmer got his when we went to the Yankees-Orioles He didn't game. get his. Though. Well, well, he got his. He didn't. Cause, so, so what happened was we made friends with those guys. And we were in Tommy New York. Hunter and Jake. Tommy Hunter and Jake Arrieta. Yeah. And uh, and uh, we went to a game. They invited us up to a game, Yankee Stadium. So we so we were doing a show in New York. We went up to the game, and Jake pitched. And then they brought us down to the clubhouse after the game, which is great, right? So we're down in the clubhouse, and Jim Palmer comes through, and because he's the announcer for the Orioles. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, Jim, uh, Kevin Heffernan. We did an episode of Veep together, and he brushed me off 
so fucking oh. quickly that he was like, that's great. Jay, great curveball in the first inning, man. Unbelievable. He <laughs> yeah. just totally fucking blew me But up. then he kept he kept uh, giving Jake some tips. He's like, I know you could have done this. You could have, and, and Jake Arrieta, is, you can see him rolling his eyes <laughs> and like and behind his back. I think Tommy Hunter was like making the like, yeah, 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 the face. Yeah. This is a Hall of Fame pitcher. But they those openly guys, ridiculed. We went out to dinner him. with him, or Chris Godzik brought me out to dinner with Jim Palmer, and he talks a lot. Yeah. And then when we met Tommy and Jake, and there was another guy that came out with us, but I can't remember who the other ball player uh, was. I can't remember. But they gave us the skinny on Jim Palmer, and apparently when the rookies come in the locker room, all the veterans go, don't let Jim corner you, because he will corner you and never stop talking. Yeah. And he remembers <laughs> He remembers every pitch he's thrown. That's the, le- the legend of Jim yep. Palmer. He can tell you every pitch in his career. That he's thrown, and he has a certain he knows his stats, false modesty, like that isn't really false, yeah, or isn't really modest. And rather. he like yeah. mocks the the guys of today for not being quite yeah. as tough. As yeah, because well, also today. remember he was he was a jockey underwear model as he was well. A model, yeah. Jim Palmer was he'd done it all. But he said, I asked him when we were at dinner. I said, what are the biggest changes in baseball? And he said, uh, one is that guys can hit the inside pitch now. They train them to hit this. Okay, short, okay. you know, the short. Right. Swing, they, yeah. They beef guys up muscle, and they, and the they teach them how to hit yeah. that. Yeah. So in the old days, you could back a guy off by getting him inside. Right. Now guys can club that out. Right. And then the other one was, what's the pitch? There's a new pitch in baseball. The splitter. Almost. Splitter. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. He they said that's it. the the new difference in baseball. Interesting. I always felt I know Jim Palmer is a Hall of Famer, but I guess when I you know when I was really starting to watch the Yankees was 1977. Okay. Back when I was a little kid, and I always thought he was kind of a meatball pitcher because he would always pitch it right down the middle. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's at the tail end of his well, career. Yeah, movement, man. It's got movement on it. I'm just saying. The guy's a Hall of Famer. I'm, yeah. yeah, but There's I, no denying he's a Hall of Famer. He, well, I know he is a Hall of Famer. I only know him as a meatball pitcher. Right. You, you could hit that guy. I could hit him in a, in a day. <laughs> I could hit him. Today yeah. you could. I, I definitely Today could. Today you could. Yeah. But those I, are, they were, I mean, that, you know, it was a pleasure to, to work with the guy. I mean, what the heck? He, he, he is a Hall day. of Famer, of course. Yeah. It was more fun to work with those other guys. Yeah, yeah, well, those guys were like uh, like Tommy Hunter was a boy. Those guys were ridiculous. He's hilarious. Yeah, we uh, so Good I'm, I'm going to tell you the story. What happened? So like we, we're at a bar, me and you and a bunch of the cast, like Tim Simons and a bunch mm-hmm. of people are out there, and we're having beers with them. And uh, you guys are shooting the next day, and I'm not. And so the Oriole guys are like, "Let's go out, man." I was like, "All right, let's go." So we go out, and Tim came. Right, so it's me and Tim, and <laughs> the ball players. Yeah. And uh, who's a great Tim's a great guy, and yeah. he he was like, like he was game for anything. So we went out, and we went drinking, went to this bar, or whatever some bar they like, or whatever. We were out pretty late. Bar closed like three a.m., and then Tim goes home, and then I go home. I'm staying at the hotel with the ball players, same hotel. So we go back to the hotel, and uh, and uh, Jake's like, "Oh man, you got to come up and say hi to my wife, man." And I'm like, ah, it's <laughs> three o'clock in the morning, dude. He's like, like a, oh, she won't mind. She like loves swingers? Movies. Were you getting a swinger vibe? No, no, because okay. it's like okay. Hunter's there. Well, here's okay. the, so here's what he says next. I'm like, I'm like, no, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think that's cool. And he's like, no, it's all right. She's just with the baby, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Oh, we had a baby six weeks ago, and um, he's up in the hotel. And uh, you know, I think she'd get a big wake kick if you came yeah. up and wake her up and said hi to her. And I'm like, no, no, no. And then Hunter goes. Oh, you're gonna be like that? Is that what you're gonna be like that, oh. Kevin? And I was like, "What the fuck does that Hollywood? mean?" Hollywood, you going to yeah, Hollywood? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, "What the fuck does that mean, dude?" And so, so sure enough, we go up there. So we go up to the hotel room, and it's like a suite. You know, there's like a living room and the bed. And we get into the living room, and then I'm like, "This is gonna not fucking go well." And we open the door, and the poor woman is asleep in the bed. Three o'clock, and get the baby next to her. And she startles, right? <laughs> and I'm seeing this whole fucking thing. And, and Jake's like, uh, 
Hey, honey, um, I got the guy here from Super Troopers and Beer. <laughs> and she like was she's like, what? He's like, yeah, he's here with the thing. Come on, Kev, come on into the room, man. Can I can I ask uh, inter- yeah. interrupt for one second? Uh, how on a scale of one to blacked out, how drunk are you? Guys? Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not that drunk. Uh, I would say like I'm a, like probably a six or seven. Okay, so you're point. fucked up though. Well, I'm drunk, but I'm not like stumbling or the black. Ball players, yeah, they're the probably a little more fucked up. Yeah, and I, and they're like you know. And so now I'm in the room with the wife, and the baby wakes up, and the baby starts crying. Oh boy! And I'm like, I guys, I'm you know, I gotta get, I gotta get rolling. I should get to bed. I got a plane to catch at 4 p.m. tomorrow. Whatever it is, and I fucking bolted. And I thought that you know uh, uh, that that was over. And then they called us up to come do that baseball game. Yeah. And it turned out everything was okay, but it was it was a terrible. Well, it wasn't moment. your idea. They wouldn't blame you. I hope. Totally wasn't my yeah. idea. But she doesn't know. I mean, yeah, she's I'll like, like I, I find she's embarrassed. She's in her fucking underwear with the baby there, and it's, it was, and it was if horrible. He, if he catches some heat from his wife the next day, some blame might ultimately get shifted onto you. I mm-hmm. have, I have onto me. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. If I, if I have an idea, he really wanted to meet you. I said, "Don't come up, honey." Yeah, don't but he said he was drunk. <laughs> He you, was, know, you know how he's in those movies. Yeah. He's an he never met a ball player's wife, and he yeah. wanted to see what they look like. Yeah. Or a baby. Yeah, see what <laughs> the baby, baby looked like. He thought it'd be hilarious to wake up our baby. <laughs> I couldn't stop him. <laughs> anyway, that's the uh, that's the excitement I had for that. That's episode. good that you kept in touch. I I think I have Tommy's number, but I, I'm always intimidated by athletes. I never feel like. But they called you. Well, uh, they had like I've gotten texts from them like that's if they're watching cool. the movie. But I like I've done that. stuff. It's cool. Like. Like last year in the playoffs, the Orioles playing the Yankees. We're big Yankees fans. Yeah. And uh, and it was one of those moments where A-Rod was having problems, you know. And Tommy Hunter came in the eighth inning and blew like a fastball by him, like yeah. a hard fastball, and struck out A-Rod, like maybe to win the game. Yeah. And so uh, I immediately text Hunter. I'm like, whoa, dude, take it easy in A-Rod. And then, like a minute later, he's like, "Boom!" He looked like, "Boom!" <laughs> yeah. By the way, take that, a Rod. He's like a ball player. Like, yeah. I definitely feel like, oh, that's a that's a ball player. Yeah. Like, what else is that guy going to do for a living? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. A, he's and he was and on the set, he was fucking right. He was giving he's shit to Julia. Funny. He like like I felt like everyone like gives or certain at that point maybe it's different now, but everyone gave Julia the, her respect. Yeah. You know, she is the star of the show. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't have that barrier. Like, he was no. like, come on over here, sweetheart. And he's like, you know. Yeah, like, but, okay. you know, and she probably liked that. She, and she probably, may. I don't but know. I, now, as I, I understand. Know. You know her better than I, I don't know. know if she likes it. Do I you, know. like, do you give her shit on set or are you respectful? Uh, do you talk to her? We do jokes, but I don't disrespect her. Like, But that's not my necessarily my go-to sense of humor. What if like, it was? I mean, maybe you should change What that is your go-to sense of humor? <laughs> I don't know. Are you like? Are you a, a gentle teaser? A gentle teaser. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't bust chops. That's probably not my uh, go-to okay. move. That's mine. That's good though. Yeah. But that's like a guy thing too. It seems like you don't bust chops across gender, right? I bust women's chops. You do. Yeah, okay. it depends on the. Seems woman. like more of a guy. Like thing. Katie will bust some chops. Yeah, like bust last chops. week we were talking okay. about something about like how Katie doesn't eat meat. Oh. She's a veg- vegetarian. I yeah. said I bet she's probably you know had some meat in her day. Look out! See that's Look the kind out. of. But I th- also fair. feel that that was the first time I had. I I crossed a line. I broke some ice with you there. Yeah, yeah. And now you can go. Became further. closer. I think so. Yeah, we bonded. Yeah. Um. Let me let me ask some Veep questions. Can I ask some Veep questions? Uh, go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah. What? Uh, how did you? How did did you go to an audition for that? Or yeah. did you know Armando? Or did you? No, I didn't know anybody. Okay. Uh-huh. So you didn't. You 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 were probably familiar with. Armando. Uh, I knew I, I was in love with the uh, Alan Partridge show. Yeah. So I was a big fan of that. And then that 
script came out and uh, tried to get in and got in. And then the first audition was at Allison Jones. Yeah, it was great. Lovely. And she was awesome. like very, very key and like, you know what? You should really improvise. Because when I stick to the script, I don't know about you guys, but I'm yeah. very stiff. I'm not, Me a, too. I'm yeah. not a great straight actor. So she's like, why don't you put it down? And just Because I think they want that. And then that yeah. got me a second audition. And then in the second audition, Julia was in there. Oh, okay. So right away, we're improvising with her, and that was great. Was she familiar with you, Julia? No, or no? I don't think okay. she knew no. who I was. No. How could she not know who you are? You've been in 91 Because I think she's in like a success bubble. I think she went from like success in SNL to like Seinfeld to like a couple sitcoms. Yeah. And I, I don't think she's ignorant of the UCB, but I don't, we've never met. Right. right. We, we had never met, no. And, we, and uh, were you, was it always that Mike McClintock part or were there other parts that you read for? Or that was the part that you zeroed in on? I think I was only ever auditioning for Mike. Okay. Yeah. I never went in for another role. Okay. Yeah. And it's got to be one of those situations now where it's like, I, th- I think, you know, like we've been, all been around for a while and it's like one of those sure. deals where you hit a sweet spot of a show where it all comes together. And it's yeah. Like, the cast is fucking awesome. The material is great. Armando's great. The whole thing is great. Yeah. And now you're in that situation. And I was thinking like you're on one of those HBO shows where they don't kill people off. Exactly. Like, no, I'm very, yeah. I've never really had a second season of anything since like UCB. Yeah. Like I did, we did three seasons on Comedy Central and then right. for... 13 years it was one and done you know yeah. what I mean like yeah. A, yeah so it's a real weird thing to come back to a successful show because I've never had that privilege and you can do it f- I mean they're gonna do that show for years I don't knock on wood we still don't know about the third season I mean it I mean, looks good yeah the first two but, episodes have been great when it's you it's not a done deal it's like we have knock on the official you know you yes it's when you on, yeah. when you realized that it was um yeah. when it got renewed for a second season yes did you cry <laughs> no, I didn't cry, but I was super psyched. Did you cry tears of joy? I was really happy. And it was all, again, that one was like preceded by, looks good, but it's still very tense. You know, you never know until it's official. And then you yeah. get the call from, I think Chris uh, Godsick called me and said, yeah, we got picked up. So I mean, I was like, it, I mean, awesome. But I you guys are like, are like also tied in. Like, I, I know even yes. when I was there... You know, you got Frank Rich, who's involved, who who uh, is you know famous kind of political writer from the New York Times and an insider kind of guy, and you got all these connections. I remember when I was down there, you guys were making plans to go do all these events, and then like Julia's like hanging out with Joe Biden, and you know it seems like you guys have entered the. Uh, it hasn't that changed. World, no, no, my kids still throw shit at me. You know, nothing's yeah. changed. Yeah, still uh, clean a diaper. I guess it's like a high profile show, and like, well, I'm saying like it it, it looks like. It's going to go on. Yeah, all signs, yeah. knock on wood, seem like they. HBO loves the show. Like they're very vocal about loving it. But then again, you know, you you hear that on every show. You do. Sure. like network loves you guys, looking really good. So yeah. it's that, it's that kind of guarded. Like I think it's real, but and then ratings, which they don't care about, are great. Like very solid. And what they care about is like media attention, which has been solid. Too. Yeah. So all great. signs indicate that they're looking to do it again. Now, so. since you like been going uh, uh, since the show's progressed. Has it changed in terms of like the amount of improv that you guys do versus the scripted stuff? Much less improv in the second. Season. Oh, really? Yeah, because how come uh, the rehearsal process? We, re- re- which you know, we improvise yeah. a ton. We just yeah. put the script down, and there's problems, or they want to see a new scene that wasn't on the page. So that is the same. A lot of improv, but because this year we're introducing a lot of new characters, and it got bigger in scope somehow. I'm not sure why, and that maybe the scripts are a little longer. It, we're chasing our days a little bit more. It's so there's less time to like. Why don't you do a couple takes where you just fuck off? Yeah, you know we don't have that luxury anymore. Okay, yeah. and you, I noticed that. Our, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, uh, do you shoot one episode a week? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 
Because I also noticed that Armando doesn't necessarily direct all the episodes. I mean, the first ones he did, and now there are other directors. Does that change the level of... He seemed like very into like just you know say what comes to your mind and yeah. you know he seemed to be very open with the improv side of it yeah Are the I think we always come in? this season we still have license to kind of say it how you would say it like the, and if they have a joke that they really want the wording for the writers will tell you like could you just say it this way and of course you say it that way but generally we have license to kind of not paraphrase totally but just deliver it and make it funny and make sure that the jokes are in there so we still have that freedom but armando i think stepped away from directing because there was a lot of writing that needed to be caught up with. So he was on set every day, and he was a presence. Yeah. And he's in every rehearsal. But uh, he was kind of more focused on the writing and the season arcs and, you know, yeah. uh, just out of necessity this year. Mm-hmm. So I think he directed cool two episodes this year, maybe just one. Uh-huh. Will you direct an episode? No. Uh, I've, there's been no talk. Okay. I would, but there's been no talk. But you've uh, now I'm going to get ahead of ourselves here, and, and so I want to put a pin in what I'm about to say. I'm going to pre-pin this. But you have is got- it a two-parter? It, yeah, it could three parter. It actually, it's, a it's actually going to be like a ten parter. But bring it, uh, bring it. Well, you are getting into directing, or you've gotten into a bit, directing yeah, a little bit. And well, you've directed some TV, directed yeah. a movie, directed a little TV, little yeah. movie. Yeah. Yep. But I want to put a pin in that. Yeah. Well, I, I have that on my list. Yeah. Okay. So I want to go back. What's on my list. Don't look at my list, Walsh. I can't see. Don't look at it. it. I can see it, but I can't read it. I don't want you to know what's on there. Do you, uh, are you have busting you, chops? Are you busting not, chops? No, not, not yet. No, 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 no. That's this. That's legit. Because we listen. I mean, we we have a lot of we have a lot of cross stuff. To talk about great, yeah, a lot of cross stuff. He seems okay. like he doesn't. He seems like he's cross pollination. No, but here, no, because here's what we do. We always run into this thing like where we we make a list of topics. We're a very prepared podcast. I know here, but <laughs> the first thing we talk about, we usually wind up shooting like thirty minutes right of our of load. We do, and oh, then and then we start to rush through the other things. I, I think we, let's back up to the beginning. Well, can I just ask one more Veep question, and then we'll move Veep. Yes. Uh. Uh. uh do you think that you will get involved in the writing of that show at all? Never. I don't really? think there's any interest in us. I mean, we are involved in the writing in that we create things in the room and we can pitch jokes on the day. And you can even pitch ideas for like, not that season arcs, but you can say, I wonder if we could try this some, at some point and the writers will remember it and maybe it'll appear in a script. But no, they, they have a pure British pedigree from writing to directing, all British guys. I, I noticed that. Like, is that a, what's different? Uh, what's different about the writing? No, the British guy. Like, what, do they do things differently? Well, I think Armando has his army that he's assembled over the years because he's done like eight British television yeah, shows. Yeah. So, and I think every project he finds like the Wonder Kid and brings him with him to the next project. So, I think he has a tight little, you know, British mafia that he brings with him, and huh. they're excellent. Like, they're all great and yeah. they're all lovely. Are there ever times where you find a little Britishism in the script that you all have to correct? Like, all like my character wouldn't eat spotted dick for breakfast. Yeah, or keen. <laughs> they say keen. We oh, never yeah. say keen. Or like, uh, uh, slash. Like, if you say, uh, uh, if you have two ideas, like, uh, I don't know, hot slash cold. There's a Britishism for that, but I, that, okay. that appears a lot. I can't think okay. of. Okay, and then you make fun. You make fun of them a little bit. A little bit. Well, you, you don't break chops. You don't break chops. We just say we don't say that. Or we just go Britishism, <laughs> Britishism right here. See, I would take a different... I, I'd be like, you, you fucking limey bastard <laughs> kicked your ass in 76 for a reason. And then he'd be like, it wasn't 76, actually. And yeah. then we'd get into that thing. Yeah. Bring it back to the yeah. revolution. Yeah, I would. I'd take it back there. Or how we saved him in World War II. I'd take it to there, too. Yeah, exactly. And then you still owe us money from World War II, don't you? Yeah. But what now up? they're employing you, so you have to... Yeah, you, know, you kiss their ass a little bit yeah. now, don't you? Yeah, and he'd be like, I, I count out. Walsh yeah. asked a little bit. I'd like to see you write for British television. 
but they oddly appreciate American television a lot. I always assume British comedies sometimes funnier than ours. Yeah. But they're big fans of all of our television. It's pretty Were funny. they familiar with you? No, not the writers. Okay. No. I don't think Armando even knew me. Okay. No. Is it Armando? I call yes, him Armando. Armando. Is it? Okay. No, I it took me a year, but it's Armando or you can just go Arm. Hey, and Arm. Just save yourself the guess. Does anybody call him song. Army? No. Does anybody call him Mando? <laughs> I think I have probably heard of Mando, but I bet he doesn't like it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's All right. I want I would love to go back to the beginning. What's the beginning? I'm going to go that's what I got. I got it right here. I want to I want to talk about the beginning. Okay. But like the idea was that we would talk a little bit like how things intersect, like how yeah. things were parallel. I, yeah. I'd like to talk about it because like, I would love to. We we started. Uh, uh, we moved to New York in the early nineties and started doing sketch shows. And we were from Colgate. Y'all from guys Colgate, were, went to Colgate. All of you, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then we we did shows at like um, places like uh, the Duplex and Don't Tell Mama and Fifty Five Grove. Grove. Now, now, what year did you guys go from Chicago to New York? We landed in ninety. I I drove my. VW bus in 96 March. Oh, wow. Okay. Through a big snowstorm. Shit. And that yeah, must have been a big... landed. That must have been a big thing for a Chicago guy like you. To it want was to a Chicago. big track, yeah. But was the TV show out of Chicago? Never. No, we got okay. the TV show in New York. We moved to New York to get a TV show. That was our goal. And, and you started doing show live shows there? Right away. In, in, uh, we started doing live... Obviously, we existed in Chicago for many years. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did but, you guys win... A, I'm sorry, go ahead. And then we, we moved to New York. We had two shows set up to go right away like we had theaters rented and it was uh so proper tribeca lab okay and then above the red room or the red room above uh pravda some bar on fourth street okay okay kgb bar right right right, right. yeah okay yeah yeah. and so in terms of the tv show i I might be totally uh confusing you with somebody else but did you guys win a contest uh we won an award at the aspen comedy festival okay now that's uh, there was some some station it might have been like what was comedy? Was Ha the original Comedy yeah, Central? Yeah, it was yeah. Ha and then the Comedy Channel. Yeah, they merged. There was somebody that won uh, um, a show. Uh, won a show, and they had a sketch show. A sketch show. This, I mean, this is right when like sketch. Yeah, sketch like sketch comedy groups were popping up everywhere. Well, that's that's what I'm not us. Like, we're going to exit fifty seven. That's got to be what it yeah, is. Then. Maybe I, I was going to say, I was gonna say lot fifty seven. Was uh, was one of the kids in the halls' brother in exit fifty seven? Was no, Mickey? that's lot something. Lot seventeen or something. There was a group. Where Mark McKinney's brother, and I forget his name because I've worked with him before, but he was like in it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, that I mean, it just shows you how many. I mean, the state was. Yeah, because that's what happened to us. We were we were uh, uh, we started doing you know sketch shows around town, and then um, Comedy Central or MTV was fishing around to try to. This is like ninety one, ninety two. Was fishing around to uh, find out if they could. They want to make a sketch show, and so they were trying to find a new sketch group. And so uh, it was. Uh, we went down to the wire. It was us in competition. We were doing live shows. It was us in competition, and with the NYU group, which was the state. And really? so we went down to that, those two groups, wow. and then they picked the state, and then we went and made our first movie. And so we just kind of ended up going in the movie world yeah. at that point instead of going TV world. That's smart, though. But you guys were smart. This is what you, were, you guys were great because you had the wherewithal to start your own theater. Well, we did that because we came out of the improv world, and then when we started doing shows at this place called, uh, it was on 17th Street, I can't Solo Arts. Yeah. Uh, we did our free improv show, and we got these huge audiences, and they were interested in taking classes. So we started teaching, and then the money we made would buy props, or we'd mm-hmm. make little movies, not big movies, like short movies, and try to 
and maybe buy a trip to LA to see if a, we can get an executive to look at us in LA. Right. So we used that money to do that. And then lo and behold, all these little groups were now doing shows and we were directing some of their shows at the same theater. So we were just by chance programming five nights a week at this theater, which kind of became our home theater. Yeah. And it was difficult to like keep props there. And, and so at some point we just wanted our own theater. Yeah. Just as a clubhouse, like as a, just a place where we could store our own stuff and then work on our own shows and then all these friends who we'd made or classes we were taught we could teach there. But that was a, the, that was great about it, I thought, was that uh, that you had a lot of people coming through you, or, yeah. you know, friends coming to you. I mean, yeah. we, we got into a very insular world where we were making movies. and uh, But you guys, you know, I feel like but you every guys, comedy, all the comedy people were just coming through you guys. Which but you guys thing. at Colgate, were you like the only sketch group? Yeah. Yeah. We, okay. Yeah. There was nobody, there was nothing like it there. And um, Jay Chandrasekhar came from, out of Chicago, and he had done Improv Olympic, and he oh. was he was best friends with James Grace, oh, and okay. um, so he had done Improv Olympic, and uh, he did the uh, uh, I don't know if he did some Second City stuff, and so he did uh, he study with Del Close? He did he did you know the okay. whole Herald uh, stuff? Which, wow, you know, okay. And so he came uh, uh, when he was at Colgate. They gave him the opportunity to make a, a comedy show, and he said, "I want to put together a sketch group." And so we were all in the same fraternity. We we're all buddies. Right? Oh. Until then, so we did Colgate it. was pretty dry in terms of that. They had the university theater program. It was a theater minor anyway, and they would put on, you know things like uh, you know noises off, uh, you know just plays in the school theater, and it was pretty dry. Like none of the kids went to see it. So this was the first semester that there was anything alternative, and it was wow. like people. Uh, responded to it because it was easy. It was an easy world. Like you yeah. just you make fun of the certain professor or the local cop or whatever. It's everyone yeah. laughed at that. You know, it was yeah. a very easy world for us to start that in. You know, that's pretty cool. But, but yeah, Chicago has all that, uh, all those institutions like Second City or Improv Olympic. So when we went to New York, there was all these guys that were writing on Conan or yeah. writing on SNL and uh, various. So we had a lot of Chicago friends there right away, and they would come and perform with us. So it was already. It, our improv show already became like a feeder yeah. collective because we were out of Chicago like Jay, and so all yeah. these people knew us. So it, it did start that way. That's yeah. awesome. And yeah. did, yeah. did, and did uh, the uh, the four of you guys met uh, in Second City? or uh, I think I met Besser at like a stand-up club called The Roxy. I met him okay. first, and then I met Ian through probably Improv Olympic, Second City. Mostly Second City, and same yeah. with Amy, yeah. Second City. And was it that you guys... Improvised together, or you saw each other improvising and said, "Hey, you're good. Hey, you're good," and then we should do this together. It was basically like a ragtag, broken down improv sketch group that would occasionally do shows every six months. That's what UCB thrived as from like the early '90s until we all moved, and then it became the four of us. So there were different incarnations of people coming in and out of UCB, but it wasn't like the only sketch group in town and it was a struggle to get a theater and we'd be in the basement of a cafe for one show and then six months later we'd be in another bar and the bar would get shut down so it was very like spotty and then eventually it became committed in like 94 when it was the four of us finally we all committed and we all kind of quit second city yeah and focused on ucb like it could happen and then uh, we left for new york like a year later basically um, and so the decision to go to New York was just because the, the there was more opportunity there? Or? Yeah, and L.A. is like a showcase town. Like you come out here and you do two shows at Acme and you pay 500 yeah. bucks a night and you try to get the lady from Fox to come see you. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. And we we realized that 
it was going to be going to be a long haul, and you need to develop an audience. And New York's like an audience, like a theater yeah. audience. And we figured, well, we'll do a run, we'll hang out, we'll build an audience, and then hopefully that will get attention. So it was yeah, more. and and have, I mean, we did two shows a week for two years. It's yeah. just fun. Yeah. Anyway, you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna suck your dick a little bit here. Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> I went to a UCB show back then, and and I have to say it was what the, year are we talking about? Um, well, Dave Miner. Was uh, was our manager? Yes. Was our we manager? Were with Arts at the time, yeah. Dave Becky. Yeah, this is this is probably like um, I can actually pinpoint it. What it, venue? Tell me what what the venue I'm, was, and I'll tell I'm you. Pretty where sure we, it was your second. Is, were you five flights up and rickety stairs, and the tiny, no. then it was on Twenty Second Street? Okay, it was the, it was the second place. Yeah. So right? it was ninety eight at the earliest. And and I can also it, it was I think when Besser had started had just started dating Danielle Schneider. Because I waited tables with her. Are they, are they married? You waited tables with Danielle? Yeah, at City Crab. Yeah. yeah. I used to go to City Crab all the time. You did? Yeah. I'd always ask for Danielle. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Or say hi These to are her. the intersections I'm talking about, Walt. Yeah. Well, this is. is what happened. So so Dave Miner said, uh, do you want to... I knew that Danielle had been dating Besser. Yeah. And then Dave Miner said, hey, you know... I'm, uh, you want to go see the show? And I was like, sure, let's do it. And, yeah. and I was like, uh, it's actually kind of funny because I was like, are we going to go out afterwards? He's like, yeah, well, I suppose we could just, we could go out for a beer or two afterwards. But uh. We give Minor a lot of shit about not being social. Yeah, not, no, not going drinking with us. Yeah. Oh, Back okay. in those days, we don't drink anymore. Yeah. Okay. But by the way, after the show, I did say we're going to go out now and he literally whined to me, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> I also have a great Dave Miner uh, doing ecstasy story, but that's uh, for oh, another. Wow. Day. He just ruined his career. That's okay, for another. Go day. Ahead. Nah, he's cool. Uh, okay, so uh, it's the best improv show I've ever seen. Oh. in my life, it was. Uh, I think it was an Armando you guys were doing. Yeah, because you had a guest host. An Armando. It was an Ar- Armando. What's up, dog? What's up? Call We're, back, Amanda. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, but I think Horatio Sands was performing sure. that night. You sure. guys were all performing. But I've been to a lot of improv shows. I'm not an improv comedian. I can't do it. You know, yeah. it's like I just freeze up up there. I yeah. prefer scripted stuff. And uh, and I've seen a lot of improv shows and always hated going to them because I'd be so nervous because I usually knew somebody who was performing. And frankly, a lot of the times they were bad. You know, like there were awkward <laughs> moments or stuff wasn't landing. And so I resisted a little bit when I went there. Like this was spot on. Like everything was, I thought, was like the top level of comedy. And it was all improvised, which was the best part about it. Um, we, we, you and I didn't meet afterwards. I, I met Besser afterwards. Um, and you know, I said, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm friends with Danielle Schneider. He wasn't very friendly to me. No, that's not surprising. <laughs> he, he, so I was like, Oh, you know, okay, that's, it's fine. It's fine. He has his own demons. So <laughs> yeah. don't take it personally. We all do. We yes. all do. But, uh, I just, you but know, it was it, a great show. It was the best improv show I've ever seen. That's, uh, pretty cool. Huh? Yeah. That small world. How's, that your, was... how's your dick feel? Pretty good. Okay, yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> Thank you for that. How long uh, uh, were you doing shows here before you get the TV show? In, in New York, we landed. Sorry, in New York. Yeah. yeah, we landed in '96, uh, March ish, and then we probably did our show in April, and then I think '98. At some point, we got a pilot deal with Comedy Central, and then yeah. the end of '98, or roughly then, we got the order for the series. So a couple years. Okay. But we were. Did you guys do Luna? No, you didn't do the alt. Okay, mm. I mean, yeah. I, I went to shows there. Yeah, but yeah. as a group, never did it. No, okay. yeah. never as a group did it. We plugged into that, and that's where I met all the state guys. Okay, at Luna because they had ceased having their show. Yeah, yeah. But I met like Tom Lennon and Michael Black and David Wayne. And, yeah, uh, Show Walter mm. and Latrulio. Yeah, and then we used to do Stella, which was another one of those yeah. state yep. shows. Yeah, yeah. So that was a very high class. You know, I think we had we stopped in like 
doing shows by like 92, 93. Yeah. We literally shows because we just, just existed as like a movie collective. Kind of. Cool. You know, we had stopped doing live show. Uh, uh, it's like the Beatles, man. Come on. Sure. No, we, because uh, we made our first movie in 95. And so. Uh, well, we did the short film. We did a short film in 93. So, yeah, so we, we had kind of stopped, you know, probably out of laziness and all sort of, you know. I mean, we used to mount these shows with, you know, gorilla costumes and mermaid costumes and all that shit. And really? Make videos for it and stuff, you know. And uh, I think we just got kind of the movie bug after after a while. I think we just did that. But you you know what? You I, This is what I ta- another thing I want to talk about, intersection here, okay? You guys got the movie. You did the movie thing. Because we were, we were doing our post-production on Super Troopers. We had an office, and uh, we were working out of this production space. And there was another company there called Belladonna. Yeah. And uh, you right. guys did Martin Arloff. That's right. And you guys were doing that movie while we were cutting Super Troopers in that same but in that, that would same have been office. Two thousand. Yeah. The year two thousand. We shot yeah. I think we shot Super Troopers in ninety nine. No, we shot Super Troopers in two thousand. Okay. When did it come out? Two thousand two? It came out in two thousand two. Right. Yeah. yeah. Martin Orloff yeah. came out in two thousand one, I think. Yeah. And so yeah. you guys did like Linda Moran and that yeah. crew. And, That's a uh, real small that yeah. office was where? It yeah. was like fifteen between fifteenth and sixteenth and ninth Avenue. Yeah. yeah. 14th and 15th. Yeah. Oh, yeah we had yeah. the big meatpacking yeah. street, and it yeah. overlooked the Hudson that, River. Those weird spaces with giant doors yes. and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we were, we were cutting in there. We had an office She in had there. a dog. Yeah. Yeah. And you oh, guys wow. were in there. Right? And That's as a matter crazy. of fact, we had an off- our office was actually, I think, right next to hers. Was it right? Or was there one yeah, separating? Like three, two or three down. Linda and the window. Yeah, Linda and Renee. Yeah. Right. I did the meanest trick in the world. That somebody gave me these lottery tickets, like scratch-offs, yeah. that look real, and you scratch it off, and it says you win $10,000. And I never would do that to anyone, but Renee, I gave him one. Like, I right. just bought him, and I had him convinced he had won $10,000, and I felt so bad. I'm like, I didn't, I was kidding. I'm sorry. It's, it's not real. And he got he, so mad he at was, me. He was like a French dude. He's like his French sense of humor, Alsatian. Yeah. His he's sense Alsatian, of French, and he's beautiful. He's a beautiful man, yeah. and he talks like this, and yeah. he just seemed like, I know I could get this guy to fall for this. And, and so I, did. But I felt so bad the minute, because the elation of, like, winning. Did he say ten- Sacre Bleu? <laughs> no, he was really mad. He was, was he really? really mad? Yeah, it's like mean over. thing. It is a mean trick to yeah. like get someone so excited that they won ten thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it looked legit though. It looked like a real scratch off. I like, want to know where to get Frenchie. them because I want to play that trick on. Somebody. I don't know where I and got them either, and that's the only person I ever used it on. I had like five of them. I'm like, <laughs> anybody want to scratch off? Oh, Renee, do you, do you know what this is? Oh, you can win. My, you're not going to win, but go ahead. It like, went so that poorly that you. It went so poorly that you never played the trick again. I, I felt really bad. I felt <laughs> abused. I think I was an abusive person. Um, someone at this table auditioned for Martin and Orloff. I did. He yes, did. You did. He I did. Yes, you did. I, he went I did. You don't have to pretend like you remember my <laughs> No, I got it right, though. <laughs> you, you did. did. You did. You had a 50 Was it, shot. Uh, I'm going to guess the role, was it the gay theater? Yeah. Yes. That's exactly I right. I do remember. That's exactly yeah. right. And yeah. I, I uh, auditioned. You don't have to say that, but if you do remember. I'm I do remember. I, I do remember. But I, I, I'm trying to remember who was. I feel like I would remember if you were there. Although, t- the truth is, I don't know who I auditioned for. What, did you do pre sure I was there. You didn't direct, I'm right? sure did I was you... there. I did not direct. Guy named Larry Bloom. Judy Bloom. Oh, yeah, Larry son Bloom. Oh, okay. Of Judy Bloom. Do you know, do you know him? I remember, I remember that, and now it's funny, because now I seem to... Was Besser there? No. Besser. Me and Ian wrote it. It was like me and Ian, okay. Ian and I. Why didn't okay. one of you guys direct? Was it... Uh, was the reason uh, I had no aspiration to direct okay. the movie. And Larry, who was mostly funding it, wanted to direct it, so we said, oh, sure. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because it seemed like your, th- I mean, it was your script, and like the yep. cast is amazing. It's like you look at the cast, and it's like, 
Everybody all these superstars now. Yeah, we were it's like very Tina Fey's in it, and yeah. Andy Richter, for a moment, and David Cross, for a moment, yeah. And yeah. all these guys are in it. Yeah. 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 I, I thought I nailed my audition. I did it like Harvey Firestein. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking like this. Should I try to find the the audition <laughs> yeah, somewhere? Yeah. Find I'll the call audition Larry. Tape. Yeah, yeah. He's got it. Larry. Do you want to see it? I would love to you see it. You don't want to see an audition tape, do you? I No, I'm a terrible auditioner. I would never want to see my audition tapes either. Like I'm sure I'm terrible, too. What was the budget on that? I'll say a million, roughly a million, okay. shot just shy of a million. And That's was good. it the kind of thing like you guys had done the TV show, you did the live stuff, you want to try making a movie? Was that yeah, what kind of happened? I think uh, we had some downtime between seasons, or maybe we were finding out if we were going to get a season, or maybe, I forget why, and then we had some downtime, and Ian and I... Write well together, and I said, "Why don't we try to do a movie?" Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah." And then his wife wrote it with us as well, Katie okay. Roberts. Okay. She was uh, one of the, the third writer. And was it a fun experience, like making the movie? Was it fun or it was, was really it, fun? It's hard. It was really yeah. fun. It doesn't budget. It doesn't yeah. hold up well. Like I can't watch it. I'm like, mm, uh-huh. I don't know. I saw it a long like, time ago. I haven't seen it. Yet. So it doesn't. You don't like to watch it now? No. No. <laughs> Why not? It's you not, see, yeah, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. It's it, not. It's just like an immature. It's not. We wrote it the worst way possible. It was like we just started improvising. We didn't outline it. And Ian's a much better writer than me, and he does that now for a living. But we didn't. We didn't do any of the, like the traditional like first yeah. act third. It was just like, what would happen if? Because I like psychology. I was a psych major, and if a guy met a patient and the guy's crazier, you know, the doctor's a little crazier than he is. And then we just literally would sit down and improvise, and then talk about it. And then Katie would write, and then we would just okay. So now they left the office. Where are they going now? It was like, you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. thought forward. It was just kind of in the moment and thinking. We never. We never had a point where we were trying to get all the basic sound elements of movie. Like, what are we trying to get to? Why is this scene useful? Right. None of that was employed in, in the right. writing process. Yeah. It was very improvisational. Yeah, we have that with, with Puddle Cruiser. We, we, we've we talked about it recently where... Probably similar to like what you, we made a movie for 250000 bucks. Yes. The first movie we That made. was the first yeah. one, right? Yeah. The first one. Yeah. But, and as a feature film... We and shot Super it. Troopers holds up, by the way. Yeah. I no, enjoy I, that one. Thank you. Yeah, I, no, do. Uh, I do. Thanks. I do. Yeah. Thank you, uh, but uh, but in, with the first one, you know, you go back and look at it, and it's like it's only it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch Super Troopers now, though, too. Yeah, like, but only like, because ah. you see the things. You're that, so young. Yeah. Oh my fucking <laughs> young. skinny. Ten years and ten pounds ago, oh, sweetheart. Yeah. You little so and so. No, like uh, it, I mean, because you see things you would do differently. But yes. With Puddle Cruiser, certainly, it's the scenes just meander, and they're not. Until the very last line when somebody's like, oh, we got the call from the cafeteria. We got to go. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay. And, and here yeah. we go. And you're like, we would, we'd never, you would never do a movie like that anymore. Except that's, for me, that's part of the charm of the old thing. Yeah. Where but I it's really... also like, I'll yeah. interrupt you and you can finish. That's what, that's why you survive. Like that fucking blind optimism that you have is like, we are so funny. Yeah. yeah. Anything <laughs> yeah, we do yeah. is going to be great. Yeah. That's the only reason you're succeeding. Yeah. I think I've, that, I think we've made the greatest movie ever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think we thought that when we were writing Martin and Orla. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure it's the same feeling. Like, thank God you had that. Otherwise you would have quit. Yeah, sure. absolutely. But I remember a couple of times like, when we made our short film, the 30 minute film, our I remember I, I was oh. working at a record store and there was a girl in there who had gone to my high school that I thought was pretty hot. And she came into the record store and I was like, hey, we're having the screening of this movie we made. And she was like, oh, my God, that sounds really cool. And she came, and it's just like, that movie's it's a 30-minute film. It's basically like Wag the Dog. It's you know a fake um, uh, capturing of a dictator for the news cameras. Anyway, 30-minute film, totally random-ass shit, including a little segment called Monkey Talk, which is why I brought up Monkey Talk. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, afterwards, like when she walked out, I was like, what would you think? She was like, you know, it's cool. And like rolled her eyes, and I never saw her again. And that was when I was like, you know, 
Maybe it's not as maybe it's not yeah. that good. Maybe we didn't nail it as much maybe as we thought. Yeah, nailed it. My first sketch show, I was in a sketch group in Chicago right out of college with these guys I took improv classes with, not UCB. And our first sketch show was two and a half hours long, no intermission. Oh my god! And I don't know what I thought. I think we thought it was amazing, and I remember right. like my parents brought like forty people to oh it too. On top of that, <laughs> like so blind to something not being. Of course, this is great. Like, yeah. great it's like we're job. making a triple album. Yeah, this is the best show people are ever going to see. Like, imagine sitting two and a half hours to probably what was a mediocre comedy show at best. Yeah. Now, did Martin Arloff get distribution? Did you guys or did you go to festivals? Like, what did you uh, do with that? We we had a couple screenings, like in New York and uh, L.A. It got a run, I think, in New York for a couple weeks, and then it just lived in DVD land. Okay. By uh, some company, Anchor Bay. Oh yeah, Anchor Bay. Bay. Mm. They did our last movie, The Slam and mm. Salmon. Yeah. Mm. Now, now when, uh, mm. now when, you, when uh, your parents see your stuff, because it is a big thing for us. We we always wonder what our parents think when they're yeah. seeing our material. Like for instance, UCB. Okay, I, like one thing that really stands out to me from the TV show mm-hmm. is uh, the sketch you did about the kid with the giant dick, Little Donnie. Little Donnie, and like you would always show him running around naked. Was he semi like retarded? Yeah, he had an illness, but yes, and he t- had magnumus obliviophallositis. Okay, so so he didn't realize he had a giant dick, and he'd run around naked, and I loved it because the pixelation would go like down on the floor. Yeah, a great, I, di- the world's most committed dick joke. I think it was fantastic. Sketch, yeah. It was fantastic. How like did your parents react to seeing something? They like don't that? like that. They they call it oh, and little Donnie. Like they they still reference. Is it like little Donnie? Okay. Like that's, <laughs> that's a great one to reference. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, you made me think. So, my mom uh, has been watching Veep this year. She didn't see them all last year because okay. they, they didn't have HBO. Yeah. And this is my mom's review of talking about parents seeing. Okay. Senior yeah. yeah sure, sure. Um, of the second episode of Veep. Okay, which I watched. This, last, from, no, this is from Audrey Walsh. Well, you certainly had a few close-ups. <laughs> couldn't couldn't miss you at all. <laughs> it was amusing. Nice job. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So she's happy that I'm central. Sure, you had some close-ups. I'm an ensemble. I'm, I'm an ensemble member. Right. Because a lot of movies, I'm like, that was it. Like, yeah. she'll literally say, sure. "You're only in one scene." Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I know, mom, but it's still a big. Mo- it's a big yeah. movie. It's the so, Hangover. So this yeah. is like, you certainly had a, a few close-ups. close-ups. Yeah, okay. okay. So that's, that's nice. kind of what my mom wants out of my art. Sure. I want to sure. see a lot of you. No swearing. And no swear, no right. blue. No they they go uh, filthy or blue. No, they don't say blue. They foul. Yeah, that was foul. foul. That's the foul. word she says. Like, what does she think of of your turn in the Hangover with the the prostate check and all that stuff? Oh, I think they liked the Hangover for some reason. They did. They did. Oh. I don't know why, but they 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 didn't find that filthy. They found most of UCB filthy though. Yeah. Okay. Or just like I don't. But know, they're Matthew. proud. They're still proud. I don't know. They invited. They, my dad was friends with some. Oh, they had a priest friend over, <laughs> and they watched UCB, and it was the little Donnie episode. And my dad was awesome. like, "I was never so embarrassed in my life." Like, <laughs> I'm awesome. like, I can't tell you what to bring people to watch. Like, yeah, you know, that's my my parents. I told you the story, Kevin. I yeah. think my uh, my dad's priest. They thought he was weird because he kept showing up to see. Uh, is it now? I can't remember. Is it Super Troopers Club Dread. or Club Dread? Yeah, it's Club Dread. Yeah, oh. and, he, and he kept. He went back to the same theater a few times on East Eighty Sixth Street. Uh, there's boobs in it. He liked it. So oh, much. really? <laughs> I was at the premiere of Club Dread. Oh, yeah. You were with Ken Alterman. Yes. I okay. remember that. I like Club I Dread, that. too. That's, that's another good. good one. Yeah, that's I like a good one. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Let me do another intersection. Yeah. Okay. Do it. 2003, we decide we want to do stage stuff again. Yes. So we wrote a half an hour short uh, one act, and we went to the Aspen Comedy Festival, and we did a, a, our, uh, we did a show. It was called Halftime about a basketball team. But... 
we went to your show, you did some kind of like a player oh thing about a secret That's service agent. Your secret service guarding the president's daughter. Now, what was wow. that? What's the name of that? That's called Secret Slut. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because and did you I forgot I went there? Yeah. Did you uh, uh, write that? You wrote that, right? Yeah. That who, was my the girl I was dating at the time. Who we, is that? Her name's Missy. Okay. Yeah. What? Okay. Does she? Is she? Can we ask her last name? O'Reilly. Okay. Is she a? Uh, <laughs> uh, still in the business or what? Is she an actress? I don't know if she is. Okay. Because uh, we were trying to remember who was the girl. Who was the girl? Yeah. Was like we couldn't remember who the girl yeah. was. Okay. And she just. Yeah. She, we had written that. Uh, yeah. The fuck true. scene. The fuck scene was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. The fu- and very Ex- artistically. Well, you got to explain it though. Explain okay. It so here's what happened. Or maybe Matt can. No, go ahead. I'll, I'll yeah. explain from the from the the okay. spectator, and then I want to find out. Okay. How another it came one to be. that probably doesn't hold up. I don't okay. think I want to see Secret Slut okay. if the video exists. I, well, I would say this though, if for no other reason than just <laughs> to see scene? the sex scene, go because ahead. Uh, for, okay, so for those of you who who want to hear the story, you're going to. <laughs> Uh, it's a stage production. It's a secret service man who's guarding the president's daughter, and right. they get it a on. A great premise. I remember we were watching, uh, Chandra Sekar said, Chandra Sekar wanted to make a secret service movie, and after we saw that, he turned to me and he said, I guess we can't make the movie now. <laughs> yeah. And I think that was the year that, like, year later, like, two secret service movies came out or whatever. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. in the air. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. so now the fuck scene comes, and very artistically, to show that you guys fuck all night long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was sort of a very slow strobe effect, like you would lights up, lights down, light, kind of feel. Yeah, lights down, and then you come up, and you're like in doggy style. Lights go down, <laughs> they come back up. She's got like you're like pile driving her. Lights yep. go down, come back up. It's yet another, and you did several of these, which I found at the time I was blown away. Yeah, I think the finale being I was getting a dildo. Right. Right. Yes. From her. Right. Yeah. yeah. Loved it. Yeah. You have loved to, it. You have to end with something. Yeah. Like that. And UCB, big fan of dildos. I probably just pulled that out of the UCB prop Sure. Prop Is the dildo closet. bag over there? The little Donnie Single closet. ender yeah. or a double ender? That prop was probably a double ender. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. we have a double ender that we did in our very first... We, we did Broken Lizard stand-up comedy tour three right. years ago. Well, we did. We bought two... We had two double enders, and we would bring them around, and inevitably you'd get, like, the TSA note... You know, it says we checked this bag. Oh, really? It would always be in the dildo bag. Yeah. Like so, obviously the TSA guy opened the thing. There's two fucking purple double-ended yeah. dildos in there. They put their thing in there. We checked yeah. this bag, and then you know. and then here's the other thing. Those uh, the double-ended dildos. They were purple. They, they were grape scented, <laughs> so they smelled like grape. That grape smell never went away. But because of there was like they were kind of sticky, so like we would yeah. have them in the in the prop bags, and so they were always like really dusty. Cause, and like feathery because they would everything was Gather. adhering to them. Yeah, you know what you do? You keep your dildos in the freezer. Okay, really? That's what UCB used to do. Because for some reason, at our theater on Twenty Second Street, we'd accumulated not just our <laughs> sketch show, all the kids sure. starting comedy. There was like seventeen dildos, and they were all in the, <laughs> the shitty little refrigerator. Did people freezer. write their names on them? <laughs> I think they were community. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, community yeah. props. Some but they were in disappear. the freezer because of that stickiness yeah, or whatever, I, I that gathering know. of dust. Yeah, yeah. This is great. This is great. So this is the highlight for me of this podcast. <laughs> this is a great thing. It's good for the kids who are listening that want to do a dildo sketch. And right. How do you about. store your dildos? Yeah. If they can't afford to you know, pay for 17 dildos, you know, you're going to have one. You don't want it to get all sticky and like sure. and crusty. Sure. in bulk. You might as well because they do crack and stuff. Yeah. I mean, ours have been in storage for about three years now, so I'm kind of scared about what they look like. Yeah. I wonder I if still they have still them. smell good. I still have them. And did everybody get out on this tour, the Broken Lizards? Yeah, there's all, all five cool. of us. We went 2009. We went uh, 
we did what like forty cities. Holy uh, shoot! It was That's great. Awesome. Yeah. No. Well, we had never. Uh, uh, and all five of you would just go yeah. up by yourself and do twenty minutes or well, something. Well, no. It, it kind of evolved. Like we had never done stand up before. Well, some of us, some of the guys had done stand up. Like Jay had done stand up, and then we had done stand up. And then um, it started as a sketch thing. It's like basically like you we you open the show, walk on your Super Troopers uniforms, and everyone's like ah. You know, because that's what they want that's, to say, well, and, and close yet. the show in the beer in the fest, beer fest uniform. Yeah, okay. But that's in the middle, we did that's sketches, and we did, uh, and then each guy, yeah, would start doing ten minutes of stand up or whatever they wanted to do their okay. own stage time, and then it kind of the stand up kind of expanded, and the sketches kind of. Decreased. And was that your first foray into stand up? It was, yeah. It was definitely and his, both of ours. And are you both doing stand up now? And now we are doing it. The two, yeah, we, yeah we've been doing it for the last couple of years. Independently, like just no together. Around. Oh, you do a thing together. We have a two man thing. Yeah. Oh, cool. For about two years, and we actually just filmed a special. It's called Fat Man, Little Boy. It's available yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thank, thank you, you very much. much. Yeah. So thank we've you. been traveling around for the last, what, two years probably? Two, two years. Stand-up? Two and change now. I think and, uh, being able to bust balls makes you, gives you the ability to do stand-up. I, I think, think so. Because that is like the bravado you need. Because I, I wilt when I have difficulties with an audience. I can't. But what's it, I, I mean, like the up. improv that you do is amazing. So like that's a different, that's like you, you, off the top of your head. I mean, come on. If I did stand up, I would never engage. I don't know. I did stand up in Chicago for a couple of years and it was very like up and down. Yeah. But it's it's the most challenging of all the art forms in comedy. I, I You know, I it's funny because I, I was definitely terrified to do it uh, until, I, you know, I think what, what happened was... Uh, Oh, you know what? I, I gave a speech at my high school, their commencement speech for the graduation. They invited me to, to be the speaker, and I, it was they asked for 15 minutes. And so I did a 15-minute speech, and it was very well received, and literally something changed in me there. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I can do this. And yeah. so my first approach was I'll find a story and then that I know is, is funny, and then I'll tell a bunch of related stories things oh. observations leading up to that those so, are your jokes kind of inside the story yeah and so it's like i'm like at a dinner party or i'm giving a wedding toast or something like that that was the way i, I approach it now it's completely different now that we've done it a million times but that was how i ultimately got over the, the we also we were lucky in the sense that like uh you know the, the guys who are the true stand-ups they have to go out and like win the audience over, yeah you know what i mean and we're very yeah. lucky in that people people know are you. coming because of the movies they don't yeah. know they know that we do stand-up yeah and so they're it's like it is like a wedding toast like they're happy to be there and they like you already so it's you get a little bit of a it's cheating we're cheating yeah so it comes out yeah. we still got to deliver but i i find improvisation much more terrifying mm-hmm. because you know at least with your stand-up comedy it's scripted Mm-hmm. And yeah, you'll go off the cuff, but you've now you've done it so many times, you know, like you know where you are, you know what you're doing. Whereas improv, you're going totally without a net. I think they're different up, muscles, right? They're different muscles. They right? are, and but stand up, there's no one to blame but yourself. Like that's the hardest part about stand up is like if you have a tendency to get bummed out if something doesn't go well, you're by yourself, you're in a hotel room, and like there's no one to blame but yourself. I I found that insufferable. Yeah, yeah. So hats off to the stand up. No hats off to the improv. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we um, suck each other's dicks. I'm yeah, gonna do. Well. I'm gonna do another intersection story, but do I want to. I have this for you. But oh, but by the way, yeah. uh, the, so that Aspen was also the first place that we met. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we had we had uh, some cocktails together in yes. the hotel lounge. Yes. So that uh, did you meet Matt? There? I don't think I met. I don't think I met Matt there. I remember you guys. met. I feel like I got to know you of you yeah. and Jay for some reason yeah. of all the guys in the group. I got to know you guys yeah. first. Yeah, we yeah, were. I don't think we met. And it was just I, I can't remember. I mean, first of all, I loved that festival. Yeah, that's I, such a great. That I'm Aspen so Comedy sad that festival. they, that they so stopped awesome. doing the Aspen Comedy Festival. It was so good. Yeah. We went a couple of years, and that and that time. year was great. I remember like Tina Fey and Rachel Dratch were doing a two a two 
main yep. show. Yep. Yep. Cedric the Entertainer was, was that 2003? It was 2003, I think. Yeah. Scores and I went to Nick Scores and do a great fucking show. Yeah. I mean. In, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's when I, that's that's like the first time I met Nick Swartz yeah. was at that festival yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. that was just that's a great thing. And didn't like um, did Maxim magazine have a party there? Like uh, oh, Mr. Show did a live show. Remember that Mr. Show, which we went to. We went to oh, that. Do you remember who the tribute was to? Was it like Python or somebody or? Every year they have a, um, no, a it reunion. No, it was in Python. It was uh, was, was Python was like was the Mike next Myers? year. Was it Mike Myers? I can't remember. I think it was Mike Myers. Oh, okay. Because he was there. Yeah. I think it was Myers. I don't know. I remember one year we met uh, Michael Palin in an elevator, which is like exactly what oh, you really? want to be at a festival. Oh, yeah. It was just That's like awesome. we were waiting. I think it was with Besser, and uh, his elevator was going down, and we wanted to go up, and it opened. And he's like, uh, going down? He said, and we're like... We wish going yeah. up. Oh. <laughs> I had the same thing. Is that hotel, that big hotel? <laughs> yeah, the Regis. It was with the. Um, it was you know kind of the Christopher Guest team was getting in. You know, it was like Harry Shearer and uh, I can't remember who else. But we got all got into an elevator. It was Mike yeah. McKeon and uh, we got in an elevator with them, and yeah. they were cracking jokes. I think I met this, Catherine and, and O'Hara. O'Hara. Catherine yeah. O'Hara. Yes, yeah, she was there. She was. Lo- we did too. Yeah. She came to see. Uh, did we show Super Troopers there? Uh, we did a different year. Okay. We, no, we you know we had shown Super Troopers there in two thousand. Oh, she was Two. awesome, man. God. Yeah. How great Lovely. Is she? Did we, we, we sh- yeah, she was fantastic. Wait a second. Okay, yeah. We went two years. So we went know. two years. All right, let me do another topic. Do it. How did you become... Like, tell me the story. Like, how did you become, like, the Todd Phillips Lucky Charm? <laughs> like, how, like how, I mean, from Road Trip, right? Yeah, Road Trip. Uh, I think Todd just... You've been felt- in every movie. Except yeah, except for the the two hangovers. Oh, because yeah. yeah, because you were burned. Your character was burned. Well, I burned him out. Brian yeah. Callen's character was burned. I mean, now I oh, I might be offending you now, but like uh, I was surprised. What well, doesn't matter? He's he's was a road trip. He was in all these. Yeah, yeah. No, he. I think he literally, and I, it's exactly right. I think he had a cr- comedy crush on me. I just must have really? done for no just randomness. I must have done something in the room, and he decided I was hilarious. And literally, I don't, it could have been unearned completely. And he put me in road trip. And did he seek you out each time, or did you? Well, it also helped. My friend Scott Armstrong writes with Todd, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. But he, Todd, definitely makes the decision. Like, who's going to be Todd's yeah. a very strong-willed man? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he just liked me. Like, it was one of those things. Like, I would call it a comedy crush. I don't, and I literally don't know the moment. It could have only happened in my audition. Yeah. And then when we filmed for road trip. For road trip. When yeah. we filmed, I think he liked that I improvised. I think I improvised some stuff that ended up in the movie. Yeah. And he's like, you, oh, you, do, you make it look so easy, dude. Fucking great. Or whatever. And he just liked that. Here's, here's let me tell you my side of this, Walsh. Oh, okay. no. You auditioned for the crime scene photographer? No. No, even better. Okay. You auditioned for Walsh in old school? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Close. Go ahead. School for so- Scoundrels. I get the script. They say you're going in for an audition, School for Scoundrels, and uh, right, that's the name of the movie, right? School yeah. for Scoundrels, mm-hmm. and they're like, you, "Oh, are you going to read for this part?" And I get the part, and I look at it, and the part is Walsh, yeah. and I'm like, "What the fuck?" It's like Walsh has been Matt Walsh has been in every one of these yeah. movies. This it's described as Walsh. The character's name is Walsh. This is Matt Walsh's part. Why am I going in and read for the fucking script? Yeah. I remember how upset you were yeah. about this. It's like, what's the point? I and agree they're like, with "Well, that. maybe you know, maybe they're looking for some other characters or whatever." And I'm like, "Oh," and then like you know, but the other characters like like Horatio or whoever the the names of the, the actual guys were playing them, or whatever. And I was like, oh, "Okay, all right." I mean, this is Walsh's fucking thing. Well, because well, also you know, it's like in movies, and we've done it too with our movies. You know, you you meet the person that you really want. That you 
are pretty sure is going to be the person who's playing it. But just to cover your asses, yeah. you still start auditioning people, and you feel a little guilty <laughs> about bringing them in because you're like, ah, oh, fuck. We... I don't think Todd felt guilty. No, but that's what I mean. It's like, but but at the time we we were like. It's obviously Matt Walsh. I know this is Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh part. is definitely going to do. Were, this was part. there a point where you were playing hard to get or something or what? Happened? No, what never, never. I, right. And I didn't even know the script was out. Like I didn't right. know people were auditioning for something that sure. had my name on it. Of course not. And I and I read for Todd. And Todd is like one of those guys. Like I don't know Todd, but I mean, like I've met him like six or seven times. Probably I've pitched him stuff or whatever. Every time I meet him, he always says the same thing. He says, "How do I know you, dude?" You know, and I'm like, "Oh." Okay. And so I went in and read for that thing, Walsh, and that's what he said to me. And I read, he's like, "Okay, great, man." And I walked out, going, "It doesn't matter. This is Matt Walsh's." <laughs> yeah. Part. Did this he have you? Did he have you do it a second time? No. In some direction, or he's just like, no. He's a very close to the vet, like you know. Yeah. He's a just very subdued. Tough read. Yeah. Yeah, and so it was like you know, so I don't know, but then then um, uh, uh, a follow up in that. Is that uh, we, we we talked about this uh, in in our lives? We talked about this in a recent episode. Uh, uh, you know how you make that decision when you go on auditions, and you make the decision like, "Am I going to dress up for the audition or not dress up? Am I going to dress the character or not yeah. dress the character?" What what's your philosophy? Are you a dress don't go up too or? far? Just yeah. generally don't 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 reek of uh, effort. Right, would sure. be my thing. I put put on a lab coat and be done. But with like it. for Veep. For my final, like my HBO cage match, where there's like two yeah. Mike McClintocks and there's sure. two Reed Scotts and there's two like that cage match, I slept in my suit the whole night because I wanted it so bad. Because he's a frumpy, yeah, rumpled yeah. character. And I'm like, and Morgan's like, what do you do? My wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I feel like this guy's clothes would be slept in. So I'm <laughs> yeah. just gonna, she's like, oh, I love that. Like yeah. she's a she's an actress. She's like, oh, that's a good move. That's like, a smart choice. That's a fucking smart choice. Really, smart but choice. that's like one of the only times I've done, I've done that. it twice. One of them was for Veep. I went okay. in in a suit. Good. And I was like, I'm going to wear a fucking suit. Good for you. Yeah, I'll go in and do it. It served Booked you well. it. It worked. Booked it. And then the other one was, I went in, I got a, I got a, uh, a read for a part, and I had the costume, I had the shirt, and I wore the shirt to the Mar- audition. Martin and Norla? No. And uh, it was, uh, I had a referee shirt. Remember the referee shirt I wore in Puddle Cruiser? Uh-huh, I do. And I, <clears throat> and I put the referee shirt on, and I was like, oh, should I wear this referee shirt? I'm reading for a referee shirt. Should, should I wear it? Uh, uh, uh. Okay, I'm going to fucking do it. And I, I put the referee shirt on, and I went and read for Kent Alterman. Okay, I remember this. Who directed Semi-Pro. Yeah. And I went and read for the father, Pat, the ref. And, you know, come to find out, Walsh already had that part, too. He yeah. already had that part yeah. locked up. This is sad. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not an already locked up. I had to audition. You did? I did, yeah. You really? Yeah, I went I in. thought you were close with Kent, aren't you? Do you? I do know Kent, but I think you still have to go through the motions. Do you, you know, know what he, you know what he just said? But I did get it because I am friends with Kent. Yes, no, no, absolutely. No, right. but you, no, no. What? He beat you. He did beat he me. Beat no, you I didn't beat. It was a he friend. Did. You know how it is. He it's did. okay. Kevin has been... The, Kevin's life, it, his timeline is littered with uh, the people... Like Jim Gaffigan that beat him out consistently. I've gone up roles. against Jim Gaffigan and never won. I never, never, never won Jim against. Gaffigan. Never. He's never like him. somebody. If he's in the room, it's like, well, the, yeah. can we just give this to Jim Gaffigan? Well, that's, we did the same thing. Well, we've told the story before in this podcast, but we did the same thing. Like we put him in super. He's in super troopers. Yes. Yeah. And I, I hated the guy. I didn't even know him. Kevin yeah. fought. But I like. I lost like so many things to Jim Gaffigan, and then he comes yeah. and kicks ass in the audition. And he's a movie. nice guy on top Great of it. Guy. Yeah, exactly. Great guy. And then everyone's like, we're giving him the part. Like. <laughs> oh yeah, he, yeah. And then he and then he wouldn't talk to him on the set, and we're all laughing with Gaffigan. Like, yeah, he's a fucking that's guy. the business that makes you like, yeah, crazy. Yeah, you you two and Gaffigan should do a, a movie together like a as like brothers, together? as brothers, because we could have done the Three Stooges, but yeah. we're not the same type. Like I'm kind of a no. Gaffigan type, yeah. You know, thinning yeah. hair and 
uh-huh. little bit of this scruff. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I would never... Like, I don't think I ever ran into you in a room no, I don't think waiting so. outside of an no, office. But, so. but Kevin and I... I run into Besser a couple of times, hmm. but not you. Kevin but and I... you're not the same time I'm not the same either. That's what, like, the last one I went to was some pilot this year, and I was like, Besser was in the room, and my manager was like, neither of you guys are ready for the part. I was like, <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot, man. Awesome. <laughs> you and I have gone head-to-head for We went head-to-head in an audition one time. Like, I got there, and there he's sitting yeah. in the waiting room. That's like, weird, Jesus. huh? And right. actually, we were the only two people. Right. We were the only two people, and the, and the audition called for the character to cry, like really cry. It, it was for the, uh, what's the, it's the Jack Nicholson, Reese Witherspoon, Owen Wilson movie? Uh, the James L. Brooks. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember the name of it. Oh, uh, you can't that. win or? That, uh, that one. You it had one of those titles. You can't, yeah. gotta have you can't it get what you like want. That. You gotta have the things. That, that one. But <laughs> it was an emotional scene. We both had to, we had to, it was like a crying scene, a hospital room scene. Where the guy's like breaking down and blubbering. Did you get it? For his wife. No, neither of us got it. Neither no. of you got oh, it. No, no. Gaffigan got no. it. He really cried. Did he really? I, I fake cried. No, I, don't, he I don't know who got it. I don't know who got it. I really cried. <clears throat> I have a couple more. I have a couple more. Good. Do it. Do, do you have time? Do you have time? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm you have plenty to go good. Anywhere? Plenty good. How are we doing? We're doing okay? All right. Um, um, okay. A uh, uh, couple years ago, we wrote a TV show, and um, it was about umpires. It was about minor league umpires. And so we went around and we uh, and we uh, pitched it, and uh, we got a couple offers. And one of the offers we got was from Spike. And at the time, they were trying to find programming to match up with their Blue Mountain State show, whatever yes. it was. And at the time, your show, Players, was one was the show that was matching up with them. And so at the time, we started getting to bed with Spike. Your show was just coming on the air, and we we were watching it religiously. I loved it; it was great. Thank you. And and uh, uh, Danielle like a, Schneider, Danielle Schneider, that's yeah. the thing, right? Yeah, she was great on it. It was yeah. a great cast, and it seemed like it was right Improvised. in your wheelhouse and yeah. your baby. Like it was a sports bar, and was it set in Chicago? Uh, in my mind, but in it was Arizona, mind. I think. Okay, yeah. And and you, that was your creative thing, right? Yeah. And how how was that process? Because I'll tell you this. Dreadful. Spike, <laughs> uh, we could throw Spike under the bus because we didn't yes. have a relationship. They were fucking bozos. Like well, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing, and we ended up selling. We ended up selling the show to Kent at Comedy Central. Oh, good. And because Spike didn't even know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. Like they didn't even know what they wanted, and we were like, God, I wonder if Walsh is going through this thing with these people because this is you know clearly Spike had show. just started. Spike was like all over the place when we got our show. When I got the show on the air. They had like Ultimate Fighting, and then they had like Star Trek Voyager. So right. they're like a, audience... th- a thousand ways to die. Yes, and <laughs> so their audience was all over the place. Yes, and then um, when we were just about to air, the guy Bill McGoldrick, awesome dude, who's at USA. Now, I remember that guy, lovely great man, guy, great guy, the best. Yeah, I remember him. Uh, yeah, guy. got promoted yeah. and left. And yeah. so whenever your executive who shepherded you in to the network leaves, you know it's trouble. Yeah. So he left. So then we we lost. I think we lost a little power. And then because, I guess, well, we didn't get killer ratings, basically. And then they so they tried it for, like, three episodes, and then they got scared, and they shelved it for, like, three weeks, and then yep. they played one, and then they played four more. But like it, it was how a, many did you shoot? We shot ten. Okay. It seemed like, I mean, I never saw advertising for it. I mean, that's, you have to advertise. I stand by it being funny, but I don't I know why it, really it didn't funny. It, it didn't connect cast. with the Spike audience. It didn't. Like, they, they said, they showed us the numbers, like, they're not great. But I'm that like, was the problem. Nobody knew what the fuck the Spike audience was. Like, they yeah. said to us, like, we started developing the show, and they said, don't put any women in it. 
Yeah. Right? And then two weeks later, they're like, actually, we think the the women are the ones who are getting the guys to watch the show, so put women in it. Yeah, like, they, they didn't even their 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 direction yeah. was, uh, we want you to, we're trying to make the kind of TV that makes the girls get up and leave the room. Yes, we didn't have that element in our show. Yeah. Because you had great women in it, you had yeah. and June, June, and, uh, Diane, Raphael, uh, yep, and and uh, Danielle, Danielle, right, yeah. Danielle, yeah. right. I mean, you yeah, had it was. Uh, and... It wasn't their demographic; like it wasn't women bashing or whatever they yeah. were looking for. Yeah. Were you happy with it, or were you? I do. I did like the show a lot, and I was sort of disappointed that it didn't uh, carry on. We were or whatever, too, yeah. But yeah. it didn't. Uh, there was no argument for it. It was like middling ratings and everything all over the map on the networks. Like, yeah, probably. Shouldn't be on the network. Yeah. Well, you directed it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Will you tell me about the episode Come Dog Millionaire? (laughs) Come Dog Millionaire was the uh, porn episode where my idea was like, oh, they're going to shoot a movie in the bar and we'll make some money. We're brothers. That's the premise. And then it turns out the movie's a porno. Right. And the porno was called Come Dog Millionaire. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And and we should have opened with that episode to get the Spike audience. We buried it in the middle. Because I didn't want the audience to think they were going to get that every week. Sure. It makes sense. But in retrospect, maybe we should have opened with that one. Yeah. Did you direct all all of them? I did like four, I think, of the ten. Something like that. And was that the first time you had directed it? First time I directed TV, TV. yeah. TV, okay. And did you get any counseling from anyone? Or did you just kind of dive in? Or what? Did you have a showrunner, or did you have a... There was showrunner, this guy Jay Martell, who's Ian Roberts' writing partner. He okay. was more on the uh, writing side, but I, I where did I get... In? I did ask people questions, but I, I'm a big fan of, like, deferring, like, get a really good DP, yeah, yeah, sure. get a really good, like, script supervisor. I love that job, because they always know what you need. Sure. They always go, yeah, you're like, missing you're, this you're, angle. Yeah. 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 So I, I always kind of let people do their jobs, and I would always ask questions, and yeah. I never pretended I knew, but it was improv, too, so I was glad... That I was directing it, uh, and also this guy, Jason, uh, directed like five or six of them, and he was great. Yeah. So I asked him questions, and he was helpful. Right. But everything else, like you guys have seen, you, you know how to edit because you guys have been in the edit room. So yeah. editing is where you make it anyway. So yeah. just make sure you capture it, and then get a good editor. So there's like ways you can hedge your bets to make sure you get it all, and make sure you get a good editor, and so and yeah. make sure the script or the story is good. So if you spend a lot of time. Just like a movie in pre-pro or whatever, making sure you're covered. Hopefully, you'll get it. Yeah. Is there anything now in retrospect, like we always talk about looking back on the things, is there anything you would have done differently with that show? Hmm. Different network. I, <laughs> different, yeah. I mean, Kent actually tried to bring it over to Comedy. Oh, because he, he was uh, just starting and he's like, oh, yeah, exactly. why are you? Because he's friends. He's like, yeah. why are you guys at Spike? And he tried to make a play. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. We like the, this is our brand. And. And I, in retrospect, I wish that would have worked. Like, yeah. Yeah, we could have gotten. Because he's a smart, funny guy. I wish we could have landed at a different network. That would have been amazing. Because yeah. I yeah. think it would have hung on. But you yeah. never know. No, I mean, it's a great premise. It's a great. I mean, yeah. And you were full into it, you know? Yeah. Like, you know? And we got, but to their credit, they let us do whatever we want. Like, we yeah. did get to make the show. We, they never meddled, they never got in the way. So they were nice that way. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next topic? Yeah. Do it. Um, so let's see. A year ago, we made a movie, uh, Jay and I, called The Baby Makers, and uh, uh, it was released by uh, Millennium, right? And so we're over at Millennium, and uh, <laughs> they bring us in this room, and it's a room of it's a vault of fucking videos, right? And they're like, uh, take whatever you want, you know, take some videos. And they're like, all right. And so looking around, I took three videos out of there, okay? I took Bernie, which oh, is the Jack Black movie. That's right. Excellent movie. That is I, a great movie. I haven't watched it. Okay. Oh, it's good. I took Jack Black is great in that movie. I'm sure he is. He's great. He's great. That's a great movie. Yeah. I want I want to watch it. I haven't watched it. 
It's great. It's, I hear it's great. It's better than you think it's going to be. Richard, Richard Linklater. Richard Linklater. Great director. Yeah. Linklater is yeah. fucking great. When you watch that movie, you're going to be like, oh, you know, Jack Black can't be overhyped in this because he's so fucking good in that movie. Right. Right. Yeah. I took uh, Rampart. Okay. Yeah. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Which That's, I also have not watched. I have not watched that. <laughs> okay. And then the third movie I took was High Road, directed by Matt it. Walsh. And I watched that one. Uh, <laughs> there's no, a reason. Was, there's uh, a reason. There's a reason. Okay. There's well, another besides you. Yeah. What was it? It's Josh Weiner. Oh, Wiener. The Wiener. Yeah. You know Josh? Yeah. The Wiener. We're, we're, we love that guy. He's, I love Josh. But he's a, he's he, a good is he, friend. Do you call him Wiener or Wiener? I go Wiener. Wiener. Yeah. It is, and it is Wiener. We called him Wiener. He was Dave Miner's assistant, assistant for years That's in right. New York. Yeah. I and call him was, Judd Appetite. That's my nickname because he's always eating. <laughs> he, has he gotten heavy? Has, has Wiener gotten no, heavy? No, but he always, he always had a body like... A, he had a schmooey yeah. body. He had a bowling yeah. pin we called body. Him, we called him Grimace. Yeah. He'll never say no to a leftover. He's the guy I wrote High Road with. Yeah. Yes. And... He would always come to my house to write, and he's like, what do you got to eat? And it was whatever's in the fridge he would eat. Yeah. Sure. W- yeah. Wiener and I are currently, we're in like a two-month holding pattern for beers. Oh, okay. You guys have drinks? We're supposed what, to go have Like, beers. how did you meet Wiener? Wiener? Probably through Three Arts. Okay. Uh, and then he started taking UCB classes, and then when he moved out here and left Three Arts, we just started hanging out, like, whatever, and he's like, you want to write something? I'm like, yeah, I'll write mm-hmm. something. How, he uh, he was a very funny guy. Like we he's loved super him. Funny. We loved what him. What a great guy. He was the guy. Love like, that guy. We would always give him shit in a loving way when he was yeah. minor assistant, and he always sassed us back. Yeah. yeah, he is a great. Yeah, that is the he's connection. Great. Yeah. And so uh, I watched that movie because it was. I think it was right around after I did that episode of Veep, or it was maybe when the Veep aired. And I remember you had talked yeah. about it, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, let me grab it. And I watched it. I loved that movie. Thank you. It's really great. I mean, it's such a like a. It's so natural feel. Like it's got a very natural feel to it. I like you know? that because that's uh, it's a three hundred thousand dollar movie, which yeah. is like nothing, as you guys know. Sure, and it was like a true improv movie. We had an outline, but no dialogue. Okay, and then Josh- and that's what I read. I read something about afterwards that it was like a lot of it was just purely improvised. Purely improvised. I mean, we had jokes. It was based on a screenplay we wrote that no one was ever going to make, so we took it and made the scenes into like a seventy five scene uh, outline yeah. and each scene had like a paragraph or two beneath it okay and then josh and i would josh would sit in video village and we would write jokes on the day or we had pages from the script and offer the actors jokes but they didn't have to use them yeah but they were all i mean it's a great cast in terms it's of like their improviser it's like, you know, it's like riggle and ed helms Latrulio, and lizzie kaplan and kaplan and all kinds Daly. of people why didn't you you didn't did you not i do a walkthrough but i'm not in it okay why not you didn't want to uh i i felt like that was stressful to direct a movie and i just didn't want to be like Okay. That, was that your first featured? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how first did you find only. it? How did you find that? Uh, did you love it? Did you not I love it? I did love it. Okay. I did love it. And it's like, I like that style of like seeing things uh, like a comic scene live and and then knowing in the moment, all right, that's what's funny. We need to focus on that. Right. And that's be, kind of the curb, be, uh, your enthusiasm kind yeah, of. Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. exactly like that. And then yeah. I love editing. Like editing is the best because you really get to make the movie there. So I did like it. So you did 300000 bucks. Where'd you get the money from? Did you... North Dakota, of all places. Like what? Like some This company, guy, some Kirk guy? Ruse from Northern Lights, I met. Okay. Uh, a guy named Eric who worked with Kirk, and then they liked it and uh, pitched him the idea, and they said, yeah, let's do it. And who was the lead kid? Like, I, I, didn't, I don't think I've this ever seen him Dylan before. This kid, Dylan O'Brien. Great. He's on Teen Wolf. Oh, okay. He's a good-looking young kid, and he was the hardest thing to cast. But everything else was just like a phone call, like, hey, I'm doing a movie yeah. in June. Do you have two weeks? you have a week? 
And they said, yeah. And then we did like two weeks of rehearsal before we even started. And you improved in the rehearsal? Just improvise like the world, like nothing that was ever going to appear on screen, but so people knew their, it was like very actor campy. Yeah. Yeah. Interview, like you'd sit on a chair and I would interview your character, like stuff like that. (laughs) But by the end of it, it was really helpful because everybody knew the backstory. And from the moment we started filming, it was all the same world. And how long did you shoot? We shot that in like uh, 12 days. Wow. Oh, wow. Really? Two six-day weeks. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it was like 50 locations, like something crazy. I know. Like you travel around. It was a road movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Going after the guy. I can't believe we did it. Yeah. I mean, because that's the traveling is the is the biggest expense. Yeah. Did you shoot it here? or? Yeah, we shot it within, uh, what is it? What's the SAG limit? 38 right, miles. Right, right, right. You can't travel more than 38 miles. Right. Yeah. So it was all like that valley up San Fernando Road okay. up there. Yeah. And that's how you get. That's the beauty. That's how you get all your friends. And you're like, hey, can yeah. you do a day here? Do you do that? We did. Yeah. We shot the movie Slam and Salmon. Same way. It's like you shoot it here, and you can get people to come and do yeah. a day, and then you have to pay, uh, you know, for them to come, you know, yeah. travel somewhere yeah. else. By the way, Michael Clark Duncan. Do you have any good Michael Clark Duncan stories from School of Scoundrels? Him and Billy Bob were like kind of like swinging oh. dick contests, like who could be funnier or something. Yeah, he. I think he told bit. us that didn't. MC, do you tell us the story about him and Billy Bob like staging a fake fight with each other? Remember what it was? No, that was somebody else. It wasn't Billy Bob Thorne. It was somebody else. It was. But like... Billy Bob hit on my wife on set. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, she's an attractive blonde. And... Was she repulsed by him? No, but I came <laughs> off set and he was like making his moves. I'm like, hey, did you meet my uh, fiance <laughs> at the time? Oh, how are you? Nice yeah, to meet you. I'm nice to meet you. Hey. He was very, not apologetic, but he was like backed off. Yeah. It was funny though. Yeah. But he was fun. He was nice. Yeah. Billy Bob. Billy Bob. How was Michael Clark? Nice. Fantastic. Lovely. Great. Awesome. Made and a really his. interesting, a really interesting guy. Uh, what's the Insane. most interesting thing? Insane. Well, uh, well, he's 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 a crazy funny guy. Like we had two, like well, two he, or three, really fucking, you know. I mean, first, funny, f- first of all, just pro- professionally, like he improvised. I mean, the script, his parts were written pretty insanely. It was supposed to be like Mike Tyson, like you know, flying off. The handle, or just like sort of like the whimsy of a child, just mm-hmm. flights of fancy. But he improvised pretty much everything and and nailed it. Wow! And that was our biggest concern with him going in. Now, like on the personal level, he had a, a much more terrifying thing. Like he liked to play this game called uh, "Can you defend yourself?" <laughs> Which is exactly what it sounds mm-hmm. like. Where he would look at you in the eye and be like, "If I attacked you across the table, could you defend yourself?" And you know, which and, is a very hard thing. Like when you're directing him, you know, you're like, ah, he like you're giving him direction, and then he pulls. Did you shit direct on you. that? I did. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's really. Good. Yeah, he's he, he's good. He's so good in it, and but he's fucking crazy. Yeah. How did you like directing? Loved it. Did you? I loved. Was that it. your first feature? It was. I mean, and and well, the nice thing was though that it was the same kind of group of people. Is it all we the made guys? All our movies. It's all yeah, the guys. Okay. Same crew. Same everything. Oh. So it's not like. I was thrown to the wolves, you know. It was a great thing. But I, I think it was a lot like High Road in the sense that we asked a lot of people that we knew to come be in the movie for a day here and a day there. And it was a very kind of – it was a very smaller uh, scope of a film yeah. in the sense that, you know, it was easy to get that done. You know? Do you think that made it – because, you know, Matt, in terms of what you're talking about, I, I have a film I want to direct – and, you know, everybody says, will you act in it? And my answer is probably not. Maybe one scene. Yeah. But I don't want to even think about that. I'd like to focus on the direction. I think that's smart. Um, I mean, it's it, just because it's such a big undertaking, a big task. Well, I loved, I mean, I loved acting in it. I mean, I'll tell you this, though. The thing is, the difference was, because Chandra Sekar directed all of our other movies, and, and he's like, oh, just wait, you'll see. And the hard thing is, when you are acting, 
the amount of other things that are in your head. Yeah. There's like, you're trying to remember your lines and do your acting, but you're looking at the light over here and did that person hit Did that your mark? performance suffer? Uh, well, do you th- I don't think so. I mean, I, okay. only in the sense like I had a very straight part in it. Well, you're terrific, I, Kevin. Thank you. You're so funny thank in that you. movie. But intentionally, I had a very straight part, and most of my scenes are only with Michael, uh, Clark Duncan. And, I, uh, you know, as far as the ensemble went, I wasn't like necessarily part of the ensemble. Oh. So I, I was a little protected in terms of like what I – and I, it was basically my character was a guy who cowered in front of Michael Clark Duncan. And so I didn't have to – but I, I mean, I could see, you know, like Lemmy and I, we just shot a web series uh, a couple weeks ago. And kind of directing it and acting in it. And it was, again, you're back in that thing where it's like, you know, you can watch the footage and you can see how pissed off you are between takes. Yeah, you know, because something's not happening. Well, there's that one day, like, you couldn't even fucking speak. Yeah. Because of the, sh- the stuff that was yeah, going down. Like, the lights weren't working and the car, <laughs> thing, whatever it was. And you're like, God, fucking yeah. damn it. You can hear me. Action. You can hear me hey, in the man, outtake going like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> literally I'm like, thinking. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with me. Would you direct again? I would. I'm trying to maybe do. I wrote a thing about. Uh, I was in. I I was a psych major in college, and when I got out of college, I thought I was going to be a psychologist. Okay. So it was about my first couple of years out of college, uh, working on a really disturbed psych ward as like a counselor, taking post grad courses, um, and then at night in a sketch group partying way too hard. Sure. Sure. And the. the <laughs> Those two worlds trying to collide and figuring out, oh, I don't want to do this for a living. I wonder if the, the, the psychology must have helped you in terms of... People ask me that. I don't think so at all. It's just yeah. like, you know, it's not in-depth uh, analysis. Like, I couldn't help someone. It's right. also that shit, like, when you don't do it regularly, you can't even remember the yeah, shit that you like learn. It's just science. Well, it's a Bachelor of Arts. It's not even a Bachelor <laughs> of Science, my degree. It's like the softest, <laughs> softest psychology degree you could get. How about, like, when you direct, do you practice positive reinforcement or negative <laughs> reinforcement? That's all comedy chops. I just go, like, that's funny. Remember to say that. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Or this is, could you push that a little more? That's positive reinforcement. That's positive, sure. Yeah. And so that, the script that you've written is about that? Is about... It's about that. It's about okay. basically that. Hopefully, I'll make that And what, happen. are you trying to get it off the ground now? Or uh, are you doing? It's not it's that depressing. I'm, I'm trying to see if somebody can give us a little money to do it. Yeah, no, that's what our, that's how that's we spend our lives. Part. Yeah, that's how we and I'm not lives. really good at that, so... But so, you, but you, so you cast up first and say, I've got... These all these. I haven't. I've only cast like two parts in my mind. Yeah, but they're not names. But I know they'll kill it. Yeah. Yeah. So I have not put. I've not approached because I'm always. It's hard to go to someone and say, "If I get money, will you do my movie?" That's like to me. That's the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. Because then you're using them as a chip. Right. When you go into that meeting, Mm -hmm. and I'm. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's that's. I hate that. Yeah. It's like the job interview where they say you don't have any experience. You know how am I supposed to get experience? I mean that's and a lot of actors, mostly the agents, know this. And they won't help out. Whereas maybe if the if you went directly to the actor, they'd be like, "Oh fuck yeah, I'll, I'll do that." Yeah, yeah, I know. You guys have had tremendous success. What's your advice? How do I get money for my movie? Uh, God. You, well, you're in good shape with the stock market turned around. Like that's that seemed to be oh, that the helps. key. There's more money out. there. Yeah, there's more okay. money out there. There's, okay. there's there's more money. I mean, we we made that movie in 2008. Uh, Slam and Slam and Slam. How was, much? How much uh, money? It was four million. Four million. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, but it was good. The, it was the guy who financed Super Troopers. Yeah. Okay. And so he had seen a return. Okay. On Super Troopers, so he wasn't skittish. Okay. He's not going to finance another one. Though. One guy. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. all the money. Well, on, yeah. on, on, with the four. Well, no, he got friends. He had some friends, but he probably did eighty percent of it. Yeah. Okay. And they'll never. <laughs> they won't do it again. <laughs> do it again. The friendship's over. No, it's a it's a wonderful relationship, and the guy's an amazing guy, and we love him, and he comes out here, and we have dinner. 
but we didn't make him his money yeah. back on that movie. It's a gamble. And it's and that hurts me. I know. You know, you see it I and know. I feel like an asshole. I know. And I'm like, well, maybe we can sell some DVD. You know? Yeah. But no. It's, he's done. It's done. Yeah. yeah. It's over. Yeah. We've given him a piece, if we, a piece yeah. of some other movie. But, but yeah. I would say, you know, Veep will certainly help you in terms of... I, I, I always feel yeah, that, you're like... you're a name now. They're yeah. always trying, they're, they're just trying to get a now, sniff bro. of something famous to, you know, make them feel comfortable. Well, the problem is it's not a true comedy, like... It's not like people like if you guys come in the room, they are they're expecting like or where's the three big comic moments or where's yeah. the big set pieces. It doesn't have that. It's kind of like more dramatic than it is. But comedic. it has prestige. So that's the first it has problem. Prestige. It's prestigious. I well, guess. okay, yeah. but so Super Troopers. Here's here's my advice. To yeah, you. And please. I, and uh, it, let's Super do a Troopers, movie intervention here. Well, we didn't. Nobody knew us. I mean, we got Brian Cox. He love that guy by the way. Fantastic. He is one. That's such a good move. I love. But that he doesn't guy. sell tickets though. No. Doesn't but, matter. But he, I made, love he, made, right. he made the investor feel comfortable. Okay. He did. Yes. But, but the real the real issue is is that you know ultimately the movie audiences responded to it and it you know then mostly on DVD it just caught on. But you can't make that kind of movie today. No, but you can't do but it. I guess what I'm saying is that like in terms of if you're going to make a film, I feel like I mean there is a reality to getting name actors in there, but if you do have to err on any side of it. That, to me, there's nothing worse than seeing a big budget movie with name actors that aren't right for the part. Right. Um, I, I wish I could name one right off the top of my head. I, I don't want to insult anybody, nah, I don't nor can I remember one. Sure. But like, but if you go, you know, when you go see a movie where everybody nails it, you're like, that's an awesome movie. Right. And I don't care that I don't know. Like now, it's like, who is that guy? As opposed to like, oh, I know who that guy yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, you can make careers are all started that way, where somebody just, you know, like, yeah. Like Brad Pitt and Thelma and Louise, you, you know. Oh, he, so he's a, an example of a good one. Like yeah. I, I saw him and I was like, oh, I, that guy's I love awesome. that dude. Yeah. I want to fuck that guy. Yeah, he's. I'm going to put him said. on my man crush. It's beautiful. He's my man crush list. Yeah, but anyway, I, I, so it's like you just should go get some of these people that have been your old movies who are now superstars and just say, hey, can you? Well, what kind of budget are you looking for? I would be happy with a half a million dollars. Sure. Like another small. Sure. That's exactly where I'm at. I bet Veep will help you with yeah. that. Oh, totally. And, right. and maybe you and getting Julia Louis Dreyfus to do it. Yeah, but the the response I'm getting because the people like my manager or agent sent it to a few places and they're like, uh, it's a little small, which makes basically sure. means it's not funny. Yeah. Like it yeah. feels like an indie Duplass Brothers movie. Yeah. Is what they're saying. But, I mean, could but, you take so it? So what? Those movies get made. Uh, I agree. That's why I want to keep right. the budget small because I yeah. think it would come back eventually, like financially. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would never feel comfortable sitting on top of a four million dollar budget. It's uh, it, or at this it's point hard. in my life. Not my money, Walsh. No, I know, I but I'm just kidding. I'm but just you kidding. feel bad. I feel terrible. Yeah. Whenever I see him, I feel terrible. And I feel like that's pressure. Like to me, yeah. I feel like going under the radar. Like I don't need it to succeed if it's only five hundred grand or. But there's upside grand. for those people too. I mean, but you make a better move. Like a, it, High Road doesn't look like Super Troopers. It just looks like a handheld indie. Uh-huh. I'd say. So you do get benefit from that money. I get that. Like that looks like a movie. Like yeah. there is value in that, but it's just scarier. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's you true. haven't helped. Except, Neither one of you. I'm sorry. Well, you ex- haven't helped. I'm sorry. Except that I left, had, I'm leaving this room now. If I had money, no, no. I'd give it to you. <laughs> but on the flip side, <laughs> on the flip side, if if your cast is awesome, and people who do see the movie are like, I gotta say, you know, like grainy, but fucking hilarious. Yeah, and I think comedy. A lot of value you can get away oh, with yeah, it not totally looking can. perfect. Yeah, comedy and I horror. agree. Like comedy casting horror. is. Everything, don't you think? Like, yeah. oh yeah. If you get, it's ninety percent. That's of your the movie. great thing about High Road. High Road. It's like you know, there's so many the great people, people throughout in the, world. the movie. Yeah, and you're like, oh shit. Well, the guy who plays, if you remember, the guy who plays the dad in High Road, the weird guy. Yeah, yeah. Rich Fulcher. He's one of the main guys in my next movie. If okay. I, yeah. Okay. But he's not a name. 
Right. Nobody sure. knows who that guy is. Right, right, but right. he's amazing. He was great. I mean, he's yeah. a weird looking dude. Yeah. Yeah. I want well, Can I borrow your copy? No, go rent it. Get, oh, make, you make know, that's, that's money. Actually, actually, I don't make any money if you rent yeah, it. So no, you, you have I, to buy I took DVD. it from Millennium. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. But people out there should go. Should watch High Road. How's that? Great. See High Road. Great. All right, last topic. Yeah. You, you're okay? Good. Okay, we're probably like two hours now. Last topic. Go. Um, this is our podcast, episode number nine. Okay. What does number nine mean to you? I think of the Beatles album number, or the song number nine. No, number I nine. I think you're going to say that. I think you're going to say that. What does the number nine mean to me? Come uh, on, Walsh. Uh, is there something you're looking for? Yeah, I'm Holy looking for something. Shoot. I don't know what it is. Either. I'm looking for something, man. Number nine. Is it a movie I was in no. or something? Nope. Number nine. Come on. Heard, you know what? I, I, Give me a clue. James Robert McMahon oh. Jr., the punky QB from oh BYU. My God. Yeah. Come on. I was trying to think of an athlete. You're right, right. Jim McMahon. I thought you were a big Bears fan. I am a big Bears Don't you have like a Bears I, podcast or something? I do have a Bears podcast. And I you, do. Do you, I know, do you know who Jim McMahon is? I do know who Jim <laughs> Jim McMahon doesn't know who he is anymore. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. He does not he know doesn't. who he is anymore. I know. It's all those shots to the head. Yeah. And the shots to the liver, too. Yeah, I booze? So. Yeah, yeah booze. Well, I saw a drinker. He had a couple of drunk drivings in this, in yeah. this thing. Yeah. yeah. There's a. You're right. That is the. You best. remember that thing? We we were actually you and I were actually both a little upset about it. It was the dude who had posted in the magazine that he had. It was like Maxim magazine. The guy had said I outdrank Jim McMahon and wrote the story of like how McMahon challenged him to go drink for drink, and he mm-hmm. won and took a picture of McMahon passed out, and then they published it in Maxim magazine. Oh, and we were like, that's, that's not lame. That's not cool. That's, that's not, not cool. cool. No, no, I agree. That is lame. Yeah. Now, how are you um, feeling about this season for the Bears? I mean... Um, What's your guys' team, Giants? Yeah, we're yeah. Giants. Of course. Yeah. That's a great team. Uh, uh, thank you. I mean, we... You have very we little surprised. to do with their success, though, right? Well, I don't know. Maybe. What's that? What's <laughs> that? You have very little to do with the Giants' success. Uh, with season ticket holders. Yeah. Long. Are you really? Uh, I was for my, my whole life, yeah. Until the Giants... <laughs> until the Giants... Until they built that reward, monstrosity. And rewarded the people who had... Uh, basically, what happened is after... When they built the new stadium... They told everybody that they were going to have to pay it was ticket license a fee seat license yep you know, it was bullshit to renew their season tickets you had to buy your up. seat and the tickets yeah yeah well so you had to pay you had to buy all the tickets and then you had to pay five gr- five grand to own or fifteen grand whatever it was to own the seat mm-hmm. it's fucking bullshit yeah so you'd quit well there were my, there were my family tickets my dad and he's like I'm um, not gonna fucking do that yeah and he's like you live in L A what the hell are you gonna do yeah he, I'll tell you what though I like watching football on TV better it's 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 good I go it to games good. I never watch the game I never no. watch them live I'm no. a little concerned about your new head coach no <laughs> but they've got nobody knows what yeah I agree congratulations you you you. French guy, right? He's a French guy, right? Yeah. Or he's from Canada. He's an American. He he's French. French. He was coaching. No, he's in, he might be French. Do you, do you know the name of the uh, of the team that he coached? The Montreal uh, yeah. and Monarchs? Would, no, no. And uh, say Fleur de Lis? Uh, cl- you're getting closer. Les Montreal Alouettes. Alouettes. Yeah. The Alouettes, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I like. I like. I, I love an outside-the-box choice. That, that's, <laughs> you can't get more outside-the-box hey, than that. Well, look, I true. can't wait to that's see true. that offense. Like I'd okay. love to see some sure. Canadian football plays on the. Well, that's what you know. When would the you? Wildcat offense, you know, started yeah. to make it into the NFL, no one knew how to defend it. Yeah, I mean, now that the uh, the chicken cordon bleu <laughs> is gonna. I agree. <laughs> the defense will be solid. Their bears bears are for defense. Urlacher's gone. gone. He was not sad. He missed yeah. like three or four games last year. Yeah, it is sad. Know, sad the way it would have been nice if they gave him like a retirement year. It's like Lovey Smith. Are you guys gonna get Terrell Owens? Do you think? Because he said he wants to play for the Bears. No one's gonna touch Terrell Owens. No one. Are you gonna start gonna start calling your plays in French? Uh, I don't know. 
I don't know. I think the offense Good will be great. Day. Brandon Marshall Blah. is a monster. You he gotta is. love Brandon Marshall. He's, That's like he's the awesome. best thing the Bears. I love have done. Forte. I love Forte. Forte, I don't know. Very inconsistent. Like last year, wasn't he was really, hurt a little bit, right? He was a little hurt, so we'll see. But I think but the, the offense, Bears haven't been very fair to Matt Forte. The uh, organization, as yeah. far as money, yeah. I don't even. Where does he stand? Did he get his deal? I think he got his deal. Yeah, but it was after like he kept wanting to negotiate. Well, the Bears are cheap. Like the McCaskies. I mean, all NFL teams are probably cheap, but the Bears are really tight with the money. Yeah, and they're very like old school. But I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to think what I'm excited about this year. I think the Bears will be in the run. Like Cutler, Cutler, Jay Cutler, Cutler. I think we've seen he'll be slightly get, better. You can't get behind that guy. That he'll point. be slightly. I'm behind Cutler. Yeah. But can you? Can he's you, the best. You you could argue he's the best quarterback the Bears have had he, since the Puck since QB. Sid Luckman. He's got the best since Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon had two years. Yeah, but he won. He's a, better than he won a Super Bowl. But he had a monster defense that anybody could have served up he any did. kind of offense. Sure. This is, this is but the Bears. The, the Bears, Bears defense the last Walsh. couple of years has been monstrous. Yeah, they're but, great. Like they're always good on the defensive side. So even if Urlacher goes, they'll probably draft. Somebody that might be able to play. There's a kid, Shane McClellan, they got last year. He didn't really do much. We'll mm-hmm. see. And Tillman's getting old. He's on the other cornerback. Yep. But they have a good defense. Peppers is old too. Like yeah, I don't know. He's great though. He's amazing. He's yeah. like he's probably the best. He's like the, the most though. gifted athlete in the NFL. Yeah. He's yeah, like yeah. just a human specimen. Yeah. yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. How are the Giants going to be? They're great. They're going to be great again. Yeah, they're going to win it all. Eli, they're going to win it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eli. Two time, two time. Did you champion. lose? Uh, who's the co- running backs you lost? Didn't you uh, lose what's Bradshaw? Bradshaw? Bradshaw's gone. Well, he's still a free agent. If you guys want to sign him, no. Yeah. We lost. We Don't lost care. a defense. We lost you a defense. You might lose right. Victor Cruz. Mm, he'll come. He's back. asking. For, he'll be in. He'll be in. He'll be back. Yeah. He's. Exciting. They need him. They need. And him. then what's his name was hurt. Nix was hurt all last year, wasn't yep. he? Yeah. Hot cream. Nix was yeah. hurt, and then OC is gone. So the defense, we got to fill in some some gaps on the defense. Okay. But Coach Coughlin is is good. Yeah, he is. Yeah. How deep did they go in the playoffs last year? Did they make it? Isn't that funny? You don't no, remember? I'm blanking now. I know. They I'm like that, they too. They did not make it. They did not, they make, did not make it, it in. Yeah. Okay. okay. No. But they won the Super Bowl the year before that. That was yes. amazing. They've won a couple. They they against the Patriots. Both, yeah. And both fantastic games. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. With, with great performances by Eli. So what do you do on your po- your Bear podcast? We do. You guys can come on. I'll, I'll, I think I'll we play. The, the Giants play the Bears this year. We just get we people. Come on it and make funny. We do uh, 16 episodes for the 16-week season. Okay. We're just on during football. And we just basically do sports. People impersonate Tiger Woods or they'll, imperson- <laughs> they'll impersonate <laughs> okay. Victor Cruz and okay. they'll just come on. Or, oh, so you don't smack talk? No. We're not that deep. Do it's you? not analytic. I like it's not analytic. No, I mean, you smack talk like... Give each give other people shit, you know. Like we we talk shit about the Packers. That's okay. about it. That's the only. <laughs> and how does that because I know you don't you don't like to smack talk. How does that feel to you? When you or do you are you quiet then? I have no problem talking shit about Packer fans. Okay, at all. Okay. Okay. Those are the one people you know the one group That's, of people that you'll make fun of. Chicago always makes fun. Okay, of Packers. Lions, the Li- Detroit Lions, aren't they a big? They're a mess. They're, they're not real. That's not a real team. No, that's okay. a depressing uh, organization. Depressing city. And the Packers are awesome this year, and Vikings are screwed up. I don't know what's going on uh, up there. Well, are they screwed up? They're, they're they got rid back. of uh, what's that? Back. They got rid awesome of Harvin. playmaker. Harvin. That guy's amazing. Yeah, yeah. he's great. Percy Harvin. Their quarterback. Who's their quarterback? Uh, the young guy. The young guy. Very average. Oh. I don't think he's going to. No, pan no. Out. Christian Ponder. Yeah, he's not going to pan out. He might pan out. Mm, I don't have faith in that. They have Adrian Peterson. Out. That's awesome. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And and uh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Jared Allen didn't have a. Did he have a great year last he year? He did okay. I think he had a good. So so. We we know Jared Allen, so we can't talk to him about it. Well, he is great. I'm just saying his year last year. Yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 don't I love all the celebrity here. sports celebrities. We'll you know. Here. Yeah, we're kind of whores for that. Yeah, I but love we, that. No, but we've me. done we've done a lot of uh, charity work, like NHL charities. Oh, he's bringing it back now. See no, this? what are you Islander fans? 
No, I'm a Rangers fan. Rangers fan. And Kevin doesn't, he doesn't I'm even know what hockey is. I'm, hockey. I play I'm hockey. a Hawks fan. I'm on the bandwagon. Sure. Well, dude, I mean, that team is ridiculous. I you mean, think it'll hold up? I think I'm excited. I'm excited because there's, a, I mean, you've got the Penguins on one side who I believe will go to the finals, yeah. and I believe it'll be Penguins, Blackhawks. Awesome. Yeah. I love playoff hockey. It's, now, were you a big hockey guy, or you're just, like, now you're bandwagon? You're bandwagon. I'm a Bears guy. That's the only sport I really right. care this about. This is the way Chandrasekhar was, too. Jay Chandrasekhar's from Chicago. Yeah. Big Chicago sports fan. Always loved the Bears. Hated baseball. Yeah, me Until too. the Cubs were kind of, now he's a huge Cubs guy. Oh, okay. Hated hockey, and now, he, hockey. now he loves hockey. Yeah. I love hockey, especially during the playoffs, especially if the it's Hawks great. are in there. Playoff hockey And that's great. the best sport to see live of any professional sport. It is. By far. It is. God, you're right in his wheelhouse now. Yeah, it is. It's true. Now you're sucking his dick. Yeah. But it's true. But I don't. you follow it every game and stuff. You're, you're on it. You know what? Honestly, like these days yeah. in life. You have a kid. With a kid yeah. And, yeah. and work things. Yeah. I can't follow. We're busy. We're busy. I here. like TiVo three shows at this point in my life. Like, yeah. I have no time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, between you know, Game of Thrones, I have Game and of Thrones Bad. and yeah. Mad Men and, and Breaking Bad and Veep. I don't even watch. I don't even watch you last do, episode. You don't. You well, I've seen it, but I didn't even watch last. Gary episode. Cole, great addition to this. Isn't he great? Oh my god, Gary Cole's on it this season. Fuck, I love that. He guy. is the best. Love that. He, guy. How is his improv? He, he seems like he's fantastic. no. He's a real actor. He is like legit, like pro actor. Oh, so he doesn't improvise much. I mean, he can, but I think he does. Puts all his focus on like these things he has to say. It's just interesting kills it. because, like in in. Um, uh, Pineapple Express when he was acting opposite Rosie Perez I, I actually really felt that he was improvising a lot of his lines he well he may have been I don't know but on Veep he doesn't seem like he needs to like he just because they write for, I mean if you have Gary Cole in your cast you can give yeah. him anything like the most complicated paragraph and he just kills it like, yeah, his delivery his is money it. Yeah. Yeah. it's just money so why, you don't need it with that guy so good yeah yeah all right, Katie, how, we're, we're, we went too long, right? 136. Okay. Okay. All right, should we wrap it up? Yeah. Is there anything uh, you want to say to, like, everyone watch Veep? The 13 that are listening? Yeah. yeah. The 13 people. 13 uh, uh, watch, watch High Road. Watch Veep. Watch High Road. That'd yeah. be enough. And Bear Down next season. Check okay. out Bear Down Podcast. If you like sports and comedy. If you like the Bears. No, you don't have to like That's okay. my point. Is that true? Okay. It is true. We get, like... You could come on and impersonate your favorite. You could okay. you could be Tom Coughlin. Okay. And we do a lot of fake phone interviews. Like okay. that's Okay. What do you call that? Sports parody? Sure. Okay. Yeah, it's a sports parody show. Okay. okay. Yeah. How how often a, a last quickie question. Do you guys um ever reunite and do shows at UCB and if so how often? Oh, there's a good promo. promo. Okay. Uh we're having our 15th annual Dell Close Marathon in New York City at the end of June. Awesome. And that's 72 hours of nonstop comedy improv at five to six different stages Holy it's shit. a huge party and it's our 15th year what's Amazing. the date again uh like you know? june 28th okay and you pay like 30 bucks and you can see as much as you want and wow. it goes literally starts friday at like four o'clock and goes till sunday morning at four in the morning are you gonna are you gonna perform throughout the weekend you yeah, personally i will yeah and i think all four of us will probably do one show maybe two. Oh, i think we're doing two shows amy's because amy's in new york sure. uh, in the off season so She's always the the one that's never around, but yeah. she will be there for two. That'd shows That'd be great. For sure. Yeah, you can't get a theater big enough for that audience, man. They're right? there to see Polar. They're there to no, see Polar. No, shut up. They're there to see you, Walsh. <laughs> not not anymore. Not now anymore. it's the Matt Walsh. No, it's the Matt Walsh show. The it, Matt should, Walsh. it should be called MCB. <laughs> MCB. Matt, mm-hmm. the two yeah. Matts. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Two Let's Mats. go WCB. Walsh City Brigade. Wal- yeah. Walsh Citizen Brigade. <laughs> okay. How's that? That's good. It's rebranding. You just rebranded them. Yeah. Good. Good job. Done. Okay. All right. 
It let's, was, let's, uh, let's chew. Let's it, do some, we never was, chewed the whole thing. Let's, now you're chewing. You already have gum. I am. Yeah. I'm sorry. Do, do some gum. It's my nicotine gum. That's terrible. Is that really? Yeah, that? It's oh, terrible. Sh- Let me see it. Oh, look. This is a more deliberate chew. Because he's nicotine gum chew. This is a nicotine gum chew. Okay. This we haven't had that yet. Yeah, this is our first nicotine <laughs> Hopefully gum you won't chew. hear it next time I come on. Yeah. Okay, good for you. Okay. Well, thank you, Matt Walsh. It was a pleasure. Us. I really thank appreciate you. it. This was fun. Yeah, good. Um, and... Um, what do we have to say? That's it. It's fun for us, too. Yeah, very fun for us. I really learned a pleasure. lot. Thank I learned you. a lot. Okay. You're one All of right. my favorite actors. You're yeah. one of my favorite actors. Oh, no. <laughs> so you, and Ke- you and Kevin Klein. Those are the t- his two favorite actors. So Kevin Klein is my f- number one favorite actor. You know, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. I didn't care for him in Fish Called Wanda. Okay. Me either. Right? Well, here's the thing. He knows this, that he loves Kevin Klein, and I find Kevin Klein like a little uh, theatrical. In that movie, he was way too theatrical. Yeah. In every, in all but no, not in all of them. I like Kevin Klein. No, but in that one, didn't care for him. He's terrific. But my thing also too comes... Theatrical. I saw him in The Pirates of Penzance I know when I was did. like, you know, I know you when did. I was a kid. And you found love. On the stage at the Delacorte Theater in New York City. That's classic yeah. shit right there. I know yeah. you did. Yeah. Good for you. So Matt Walsh, Kevin Klein. Those are your two favorite actors. I, I didn't say... I didn't say Matt Walsh was my second favorite actor. Oh, your first favorite. I said he's one of my favorite one actors. Of his <laughs> okay. So I'll okay. say top one hundred. Okay. You're no, I'd give you like <laughs> if I'm talking like on a on a if I'm going back to the scales you don't have to rank. Yeah. Yeah. scale of, of zero to man crush. Okay. I'm gonna give him a ten. Ooh. Okay. And where's man crush? Twenty? Uh, man crush is twelve. Twelve. <laughs> okay. And eleven is Ke- is Kevin Klein. Okay. Oh, well, you don't have him. Brad Pitt's a twelve. Uh, like, no, who's a twelve? No, hold on, hold on. No, I'm, I'm, Sam Elliott. No, no, he's, he's, got wait, wait, wait. he's got certain man crush. Yeah, but I'm, I'm gonna say you're a nine. I'm gonna say you're a nine. I'll take okay. it. I'll take okay. it. Okay. Because yeah. eleven, eleven is for Kevin Klein because he's my favorite. Yeah. Man crush is twelve. That's Sam Elliott. Yeah. That's like Sam Elliott. Lance How about Downey? Patrick Robert Spacey. Downey. I love that guy. He's. Okay. I'm gonna say he is. He's below Walsh. He's a nine. He's above. He's tied with you. Really? That guy would be top of my list. Okay. Him and Peter Skarsgård. You know that guy? Oh yeah. That guy's one of the best. Went to the same high school. Did you? Yeah. No way. I'm older than he is, though. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know him. Okay. But he did go to my high school. He's great. Awesome. He love that great. guy. Great. I love him. No. For me, for me, 10 is like the Harrison Fords. It's like, I don't have a man sure. crush on Harrison Ford, but Spacey? I love Harrison Ford. Oh, I love Spacey. I Where's love he? Spacey. 10? I'll give him a 9. 11? 9? 9. Yeah. Because really? he's not like I wouldn't see a movie for Kevin's. Well, because he has like it's more of like a he needs more of like a Sam Elliott, Lance Henriksen. Those are my man crushes. Uh, Patrick Swayze. Swayze. Those are my man Patrick crushes. A man How crush. about a Brian Cox? Who oh, you've worked with. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, that's uh, tough to do. Now I'm gonna, you know, he's he's excellent. He's not gonna listen to this thing. Yeah. He's. You don't have to. Yeah, whatever. I'm gonna say he's a great actor. He's a great actor. Give him an eight. <laughs> I'll give him a. Uh, there is the story though where he <laughs> took a shit in the. Uh, in the on the set toilet, yeah, and he didn't know that it was a set toilet, yeah, and uh, it didn't flush. Uh, it may have flushed, but like like so, like somebody walked in and you heard him in his theatrical. Yeah, but what the, the hell is going on here? Yeah, it was Stolhansky wa- opened the door and yeah. he was in there with his pants down taking a crap. Yeah, in the set toilet. Yeah, what on earth is going on? <laughs> that was bringing it all the way back to the beginning. The Britishism that he would always do in that script is uh, he had to say the word Winnebago. And he couldn't fucking say it. He, he was like, every take was Winnebago, Winnebago, and we would correct him. But like, so even when you watch the movie now, you'll see Coxie says Winnebago. <laughs> that brings all full circle. And there circle. we close out another glorious oh, right, I'm episode. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I went a little tangent there of chewing it. Thank chewing you for joining us, everybody. Thanks Thank for listening. I'm gonna chew on the way out. Now leaving Nerdist.com.